Hello and welcome to episode 19 of GameSpot After Dark. We are back in the studio filming, but once again, you won't see it. Not yet, at least. Uh, but this week, we got a pretty good episode planned. We're going to go back to what we've been playing. Uh, we're going to talk about GameSpot's top 10 games of 2019. We won't be talking about the game of the year quite yet. We'll save that for next week. However, we will talk about our 10 nominees and 10 of our favorite games we've played all year. And then we'll round out the show with listener questions, uh, which you can send in at GameSpot after, wait, no, after dark podcast at GameSpot.com. Nailed it. Uh, keep sending those to us because that's my favorite part of the episode. Uh, anyway, I'm joined here this week with Callie Plaguey. Hello. Jean-Luc Seipke. How do you do? And Lucy James. Hello. All right. Well, normally we'd start with the Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment, but we've everyone's been, been we've here. We've all done it. Yeah, everyone's been here before. So we can go right into what we've been playing, which we skipped the last week. Well, uh, is this our first episode without a Chris from Dayton, Ohio segment since we introduced the Chris from Dayton, Ohio I think segment? I feel like there's been one or two where we haven't. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I was thinking like about that one. today. Yeah, I think there has been one. Um, but I was thinking about that today and I was like, I can't think of it, but there may have been one. A lot of guests, a lot of a lot of different people. Mm, yeah. yeah, a lot of guests. I imagine they'll start slowing down though. Now that uh, you know, I think we've had a good amount of people in the office on this podcast, um, but you know, it'll still be there. So keep listening, Chris from Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> Don't leave <laughs> us. Also, it's it's Christmas and no one's here. Yeah, yeah. we're already like the next month. month. Yeah. I, I guess I could bring this up right now. I was going to wait until later, but I guess one thing I should point out is that even though uh, we won't be in the office two weeks for break. We're still going to do episodes for those weeks. Special holiday episodes. Exactly. Special Ooh. holiday episodes. We're not entirely sure what they're going to be about. Obviously, we no, can't really... No, we have so many plans. Well, we have many plans. And creative plans, ideas. But we haven't Please figured listen. out which ones we're going to do. Uh, but they should be good episodes. Uh, so make sure to tune in for those. But anyway, uh, Callie, what have you been playing this week? <laughs> I've just been playing Pokemon. I've been having a weird week. Just kind of like feeling kind of out of it. So I've just been, you know, playing Pokemon. It's my comfort thing uh the main thing i'm doing is breeding and training competitive pokemon um so i can start playing in doubles um tournaments because that's what i'm most interested in doing like tennis you play doubles no oh no you don't play like you have <laughs> i mean it is doubles in that there's two people on each okay, side that's what, that's there's what I mean. two people on each side but it's just me controlling them so it's not like me and Jake are entering together as, oh. a, as a doubles team. Yeah, two it's Pokemon. Like me, I ha I send two Pokemon out at once. Oh, you've so played some of Pokemon, right? You know, when you get into a doubles battle, and you got. I haven't got that far yet. Have I? No. They, um, they should add the option where you can do doubles, where it's each like you have to work with another team. I think yeah, they did for one generation. People have been asking for that for a while. Yeah. Um, I want to play with John McEnroe. Who's that? The tennis player. <laughs> <laughs> if you had said Maria Sharapova or but Serena Williams, Federer or Roger or, Federer, I would have known Djokovic. You know all the big ones. Can you build a team that's like somewhat tennis related of Pokemon? Um, <laughs> I guess I could just do all like the prettiest Pokemon that like look really cute. I feel like, like special attackers outfit. too because they've got like projectiles. Mm. Has there not been a Pokemon that looks like a tennis racket yet? No, uh, that seems like you know like they had that one that looks like a sword and. So I I always Age thought slash is dope. I always thought that I was like okay you're running out of ideas you just made a sword but I read the description it's actually pretty cool a ghost has like possessed yeah. I'm sure you know this already Callie but a ghost <laughs> has possessed the sword and that's why the sword is and I thought that was really cool I was like all right yeah. I'll give you this one I forget Pokemon the, Company 
I forget the term for it, but there is an element. There's a thing in Japanese folklore of um, inanimate objects gaining sentience Ooh. after like over a period of time. Mm. Um, I, f- I always forget what it's called because it's kind of a complicated phrase. But um, that's like Klefki, the, the key ring Pokemon. Um, there's like in Pokemon lore, like Pokemon exist because people believe they exist. That's like part of it. There's all sorts of stuff. And if anyone comes at me and says the new Pokemon designs, they're running out of ideas. I give you Geodude as a rock with arms. <laughs> yeah. That's so. a very like control thing. Like Pokemon are just objects of power. Like this fridge. <gasps> kind sentience. of. Honestly. Wow. Actually, mm. honestly, that's that's kind of what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I may very well have that sword on my team because mm. I did that a couple years ago. I had that sword on my team. So um, that's what I've been up to. And I do it while I watch TV because it's just me. Right, You, you, you go to the daycare mm. and you give them your Pokemon and I say, here they are. And then I ride on my bike until the egg is there. And then you keep riding on your bike until it hatches. And then you do it all over again because the first one that hatches is probably not the one you want. And it takes a while. So. There's a, a pretty good tweet about the, I guess, the new Pokemon anime started. A lot of people were tweeting about oh, it. it. And uh, there's like, I haven't watched that in years. there's like Ash on the train. And there's this one girl. It's like, it, like, it's like a wide shot. And it shows oh, everybody. Oh, I saw that. And there's like this girl sitting on the train. And next to her is her sword. And the tweet's just like, I want to know what's up with that girl and her With magical her sword. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's her life story like? Are you watching anything good while you're waiting for stuff to hatch? Ton of old Disney movies. Ooh. Got, I, I saw Cars for the first time. Shout out. Ka-chow. Nice. nice. Ka-chow. Shout out to the person who asked us several weeks ago if Cars um, need life insurance or car insurance. Yeah. Um, Are you any closer to an answer now that you've watched Cars? I stand by my original answer. Mm. I I actually really liked it. I, I know it's like a meme, but I was like, this movie's actually pretty good. First Cars is not bad. Yeah, the First Cars is good. Yeah. It's two and they made a three too, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. yeah. I feel like three may have like redeemed two a little bit, but I feel like no one's still talking about Cars 3. Well, Cars Land at Disneyland's pretty fun. It's cute. I saw Lightning McQueen like when he came down the, the yeah. road and that was pretty You sent special. me a, like a video of it too. Oh, I did a meme, didn't I? You I did sure did. Wait, how does that work? Is it like... um? It's like any parade float. Okay. Yeah, it's like a little car. Does, does he talk? Or yeah, I think so. Okay. I was does, to be honest. It, I was. Does more, he say ciao? <laughs> I was in the. I was too busy recreating a vine to send to Callie, so I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> what vine was it? I think you just said ciao. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, about an hour and a half, and I don't know how long the movie is, but like an hour into the movie, I was like, "Oh my god, is that Owen Wilson?" <laughs> like I didn't know it was him. <laughs> So anyway, I had fun doing that. I watched Cars. I watched um, Hercules. That's one of my faves. Oh, man. I love Hercules. I'm about to say something really controversial. I don't think Lion King is as good as we thought it was. No. I, I haven't seen um, the I watched new that also. Lion King. Yeah, I want to see the remake. I'm curious. I I want to see it just for Donald Glover. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that's I, I really much liked, I really liked Jungle Book, the remake of Jungle Book. Uh-huh. Um. But then I didn't know they did that. I then I watched Beauty and the Beast, which was oof, really bad. The remake with was it really? really Oh my god! Is it on Disney Plus? Probably. (laughs) Emma Watson can't sing, and like fair play, they didn't have someone. No, she's auto tuned to shit, and it's like share levels of like. Do you believe in life after love? It's and and honestly, like. 
the, Lindsay Ellis does a fantastic mm. takedown of Beauty and the Beast and she can talk to it way more eloquently than I can. But I remember watching that movie and I was like, why have you done this? Well, that's a yikes. But I, I, I keep meaning to, to get Disney Plus. Like, I'm, I feel really out of the loop with The Mandalorian because Baby Yoda's You're not obviously- missing much. I haven't watched it. Some of it, like apparently, some episodes people say are really good, and then the I... rest are kind of middling. It, it's it seems like, to be fair, I thought it was mediocre from the beginning until now. But people have said it's really good at first, and then it drops off. And I can see that. Mm. Like they have been getting worse, in my opinion. Oh, but my, awesome. I I already thought they weren't that good, so I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna keep watching it because I'm already a couple episodes in, and I want to know what the Mandalorian does with Yoda and all that stuff. But the real show everyone should be watching is the Watchmen. Mm. But anyway, that's another thing. <laughs> I think Jean-Luc had something to say oh, about the Mandalorian. I was just going to say, I thought Mandalorian was like, got better. And like the last couple have been kind of mm-hmm. whatever, but I don't know. I just treat it as like a show that I put on. And, and yeah, I like, like that. It's short. It's short. Yeah. It's 30 minutes. Oh, they're 30 minutes. Yeah. They're only yeah, 30 minutes which is long. Nice. It's they're, very they're nice. They're each kind of their own standalone Episodes, which like I, I the Standalorian, the Standalorian. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that's the title for this week's episode. I, I get why maybe some people would want it to be this like overarching thing, but I'm sort of like I don't know. Like every week, I just turn it on, and there's like some Star Wars thing, and and like yeah, it's like it's definitely not like the best TV I've ever seen, but it is. Pa- does Pedro Pascal take his helmet off? No, you don't see it. So uh. that's, that- that's I'm sure the whole it'll thing happen. is that so. Mandalorians, it, like, it's an honor thing where if you take gotcha. your helmet off and if anyone sees you with your helmet off, you can never put it back on. Ooh. So, All right. That's season two where he doesn't yeah. have the helmet anymore. I hope, yeah. I just Spe- realized my, my Star Wars love peaked at KOTOR. It's oh, it, never, it's honestly, same. never got better than yeah. that. Anyway, sorry, Jake. Speaking of space helmets, John luke what have you been playing? Could have gone with Lucy, too. She was also doing a space, space thing. Um... I've been playing Halo Reach. Oh, yeah. I played a little bit with you this weekend. It was pretty fun. On the PC. Um, Yeah, that is... It's really fun going back to that. I haven't played Halo Reach in so long, and it's, it's definitely fun going back to it. It's weird. You can see a lot of, like, Destiny... Yes. In it because it was the last game Bungie made before they made Destiny, specifically um, in the way like the guns feel. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not Destiny where you know you can you just play through the campaign and then it's it's over and then you turn it off <laughs> like Destiny. <laughs> um, You'll never stop playing. Which I've also been playing because they had that new update out. Oh um, uh, yeah, I know it's really fun. It's weird playing it on mouse and keyboard. It, yeah, it's, Halo is such a. It's a weird concept to me to play. Yeah, you can tell they designed it for console. So when you're like, just something about the movement. The size of the reticles. The size too. of the reticles. Um, like even just like some about the animations. Like like there's a, like it, it doesn't have a snappiness the way like a PC game would where there's like an animation cooldown in between like sprinting and then like when you can aim up your sight in a way that feels fun on console but when you're like expecting like precision movements on a mouse and keyboard you're like oh this feels weird um but then you try on like SWAT and you're like oh this makes more sense because I like can headshot people mm-hmm. versus like playing regular Slayer and, and you're like oh what it takes like five shots to like kill somebody and, like with a mouse and keyboard that kind of feels odd I just heard, I I heard tales of this um, Halo Reach sesh 
over the weekend, and I heard there was just a lot of gain the lead, <laughs> lost the, the lead, lead. <laughs> tied the leader. Yeah, like, a lot of that every like <laughs> two seconds. <laughs> I got a ten kill streak with a sword, Ooh. and I I did not have my recording going. No, so I, oh, I know. Mate. Well, I, guess you won't be able to check that out on Gamespot. No. <laughs> ABC. Yeah, always be capturing. Um, I don't know. I, it's just really fun playing Halo again. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's such an easy game to drop in and out, and like those maps are are so iconic. Like, I think Reach is the last Halo game where I could like remember all the maps where I like mm. actually, which is like my my metric for like whether I actually how much I really liked it, how much yeah. I really liked about it or cared about it. And so it's like, yep, Reach was probably the last one where I legitimately cared about Halo multiplayer. Did you play a lot of four and five? I tried to play four, and I immediately bounced off of it because they changed the way it worked mm. where the, the big thing that just completely like turned me off was there were no longer um like weapons placed on the map mm. instead it was like orbital drops and loadouts mm. which gets rid of the whole meta of like map control mm -hmm. and it's like okay well now it's just like anyone can just like spawn a sniper rifle and you're like that's not what i care about yeah the fun part is like rushing to go get the uh yeah. What's the one that that Ben always uses? The the Spartan laser. Yeah, the Spartan. Yeah. yeah. No. I I think mm. the weirdest thing about playing yeah. Reach and why I this is this might be kind of shallow, but why I was having trouble with it is that sprint is only a, it, it's like an ability. Yeah. And mm. you pick an ability when you load into Slayer, and you can pick between like what armor lock, sprint, jetpack. Uh, I don't know, Jet hologram or something yeah, like a that. Cloak, hologram. And I have found, and I think you pointed out too, like I cannot play any other class. If like if sprint wasn't in the game, I think I'd like that multiplayer more because then I'd be using those different abilities. But because uh, sprint is in the game, when I don't have sprint, I'm like I always just turn on my ability. I'm like, right. oh shit, I don't, I don't need that right now. I don't need to do a shield lock in the middle of nowhere. I'm just trying to get to this weapon. Yeah, that, that is a nice thing that Halo 4 and 5 fixed, was just making sprint a normal thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it should be. Like, the idea of it being an it was, ability is weird. It's weird how long it took them to implement sprint. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think there must have been some, like, for a while they must have been like, no, sprint isn't Halo. Like, that doesn't fit yeah. in Halo. And Many I think discussions. they caved by the time Reach came. And then four and five, they were Which like, was well, like what, 2010? Like, yeah. At that point, like, which what are you doing? already been what, three or four like mainstream big Call of Duty games? Like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I guess like, like you were saying, I do remember most of the maps in that, except for some of the DLC, while like four and five, which came out sooner, couldn't, I, couldn't tell you a thing that happens in either five. of those games. I bought the season pass for four because I was like, of course I'm going to play yeah, all these maps. Like, I, I've played Halo, I played hours of these. I didn't play any of those DLC maps uh, at all. When I hear the Halo theme, I actively cry. Like I remember E3. Anytime. <laughs> I know. Anytime I hear the Halo theme, I, I begin to cry. And um, that's why I don't think about five ever. Yeah, five's <laughs> terrible. You cry for different reasons. I cry for different reasons. I will say, I thought the multiplayer was better than four. No, the multiplayer in five is, is fun. It's I mean, fine. That's not the problem. It's fine. It, yeah, the campaign is the worst campaign by a, a huge margin but halo reach though you're enjoying yeah. mostly despite the weird quirks yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird it, to return to an old game anyway like regardless sometimes because you're used to that muscle memory totally especially um, like playing halo after playing destiny i have like totally different 
and then doing it on PC too. Yeah. Rewires oh, yeah, the brain exactly. Again. It's like a yeah. completely different thing. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun. It's apparently it sold like over two million copies. On three Steam. million or <laughs> three I, million. I don't know. Okay, no, no, three million players in total. Yeah. Is that on? Is it on? Um, Game Pass. It is on it? Game Pass yeah. too. Oh, but okay. if it sold two million on Steam, it's also like what, like ten bucks or something yeah, like that. So, which is so the, geez, yeah. the awesome. way it works is if you have Game Pass Ultimate, then you have it for free on Xbox, PC. You can download it on like the Windows Store and stuff. Otherwise, you can buy it for I think it's like forty or fifty bucks for mm-hmm. the whole thing on Steam, and they will the, reach is only available right now. But as they release each game, you just get it for free if you oh, nice. if you bought that package. Otherwise, you just pay ten bucks only for Reach. And get Reach, um, and it's like a hub. So like uh, theoretically, you can buy just the ones you want. So you could like be like, I just want to buy like Reach and then three and then mm-hmm. not four and then like you know mm-hmm. do it That's that cool. way. Uh, but it like syncs with your your. Um, uh, Xbox account, so it's cross-play with people who own it on like Game Pass on PC. Nice. It's not cross-play with Xbox yet. I mm. feel like that's Which, the... That's a tricky thing to handle. It's a, it's a tricky thing yeah. to handle. I feel like that is the eventual next step because it is cross-save. Um, right? So yeah, like all your progress can I mean, Modern over. Warfare implemented that, right, with like it just tracks what control scheme you're using yeah. right. more so than the platform you're on. Like that... I don't know what that's like to implement in the back end because sure. I'm not a... I was gonna say businessman. That's not the word <laughs> I want. Games businessman. I'm not a, a games wizard. I'm not yeah. a wizard. I think they'll add that at some point. But though. yeah, I I think that's a a next step sort mm. of deal. Yeah. Not not to not to get us too sidetracked, but I will say that after playing <laughs> Halo Reach and the fact that we haven't had a new Halo game in what three years might be four years by the time Halo Infinite comes out, yeah. I'm getting very excited for a new Halo game, and I hope Halo Infinite <gasps> is really good. I, need, I, I, I even had be, a dream, which I which I <laughs> yes. told you because I had a dream of yes. of of what Halo Infinite you was going to be like. The secret? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. yeah I'm gonna say it. Uh, maybe Exposing Microsoft yourself. will be listening, Phil. Phil, if you're out there, big, big Phil. Uh, <laughs> so so man, I maybe I shouldn't do this. It's too late now. I have to. Yeah, I have to. Uh, so <laughs> I had a dream. I was playing Halo Infinite. In VR, it doesn't need to be in VR. I don't know why that was in my dream, but I was playing it in VR and it was really cool because I remember picking up a sniper rifle and you know the bolt on that sniper rifle that uh-huh. like in VR, I was pulling it back and I was like, this is pretty cool. But anyway, <laughs> it was like a giant open world Halo game, which hold on. I know a lot of people are going to be like open world. We don't want open world. I don't know if I want open world either, but it was cool in my dream <laughs> and you land on Halo. You're by yourself. Uh, there's there's got to be co-op, right? There has to be co-op. But anyway, in my dream... Are you was, workshopping your own dream? Yes. Uh, <laughs> you land by yourself with a warthog. Right. You have... you you Well, you can get warthogs other ways, but you can't just find warthogs easily. So it's like your horse, essentially, like in Red Dead, where you have to take uh, your warthog there it is. From, from objective <laughs> or like to objective. Roach. Or Roach. No, 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 no. Because Roach, you can call wherever you need. There needs to be more of an attachment to your warthog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't have an attachment to Roach? Well, no, I do, but <laughs> Roach is oh, like partway through the game, your warthog gonna die. So anyway, then... <laughs> you have you have your own personal warthog. Yeah, basically, if 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 your if your warthog gets destroyed, it's gonna be a pain to get a new one. That's right. what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, like, so like in Red Dead, if your horse dies, it's a pain to get a new one. While in Witcher, if Roach runs away on the other side of the map. You can whistle and. Roach I want there to be up. a story beat like in Shadow of the Colossus, where like his warthog dies and then he's like really sad well, about it. Okay, okay, no spoilers yet, no spoilers. <laughs> uh, 
but but basically you explore you explore the world you find different weapons and you uh, uh okay okay maybe this isn't as good as i thought it was no 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 but here's the thing like <laughs> Honestly, that I sounds like, like the finding different weapons in the world. That's a very Halo thing. It's like thing. you're taking that concept of the second level of Halo. Exactly. And you're like, expanding that expanding to a full thing. Expanding it and making it more dynamic. Uh, like, I, I want, like, I don't know, if you drive past a, a Covenant base or whatever, they don't, they'll hop in their vehicles and they'll be following you and you can't just, like... Mm, so, like, the mules in Death Stranding. Kind Ooh. of like that. Like, I almost picture, like, the world of Death Stranding, but Halo. Mm-hmm. Or like gears, gears I've gone a lot of different directions. I I I think you should just get into to to game development. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'll, there's my pitch. I'll, I'll invest. This is my long. I know you have my, my Halo twenty dollars that I have to invest in this idea. <laughs> that original trailer they showed, like, kind of. I remember a lot of people were speculating it yeah. might be something like that because it was like it was showing like the landscapes of the yeah. Halo and then like the Marines and the Warhog like driving. Like, in the I don't have a good memory of it because my eyes were filled with tears. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I think what I even told you is like Halo, but Breath of the Wild. Yeah, right. Which which I think could be pretty interesting. Obviously, it wouldn't be as. I don't know, maybe malleable is Legend of Zelda. Like, you probably wouldn't be able to combine a different weird, interesting What happens if mechanics. I shoot the needler at this tree? <laughs> yeah, like, Ooh, that, that okay. may not really do anything. But, you no, know. No, that sounds great. Let's do that. <laughs> there, there, I want to use an energy sword to cut down trees and build a <laughs> oh, log see, cabin. See? Now, now that's what we're talking about. You need, to, you need to create a forward operating base in Halo. You got to cut down trees. No, no, no. I don't want crafting elements in this <laughs> game at all. Crafting crafting I do not want crafting elements in this uh, anyway, I think that's a good time for Lucy to, to <laughs> talk about what she's been playing because I think I've talked enough about my Halo idea. I don't want anyone stealing it. Uh, well, <laughs> you mean Microsoft? <laughs> Big Phil, if you're listening. Big, Big uh, Phil, if you're listening. <laughs> so the reason every time anyone says Phil, like regardless of who, which Phil it, Phil it is, is a really old... Um, you know those like dating videos from the eighties where they would go and they re- record a tape about like a little, basically like a little Tinder bio, but they would record it on video. I don't know. And there's no? a YouTube no. compilation of these, and there's one guy, and he's really. So- oh, is it the? Is that the same video compilation as the? I don't need friends; they disappoint me. Or is that something else? No, that's uh people auditioning for an advert. Okay. But this one is uh, people trying to find love. Um. <laughs> And you know, fair play to him because I, right, I would I mean, not do what do, you gotta do, you know. Uh, but there's one guy, and he's like quite small, and he d- and it's stuck in my head. And he goes, uh, "My name's Phil, but my friends call me Big Phil," which is why. <laughs> but he's like so like really scrawny, and it's like every time anyone says Phil, I just go, "My friends call me Big Phil." <laughs> so that's why I call him Big Phil Spencer. Well, uh, on Gamespot After Dark, we will now refer to Phil Spencer as. Big, big, Phil. Phil. Big, Phil. big Phil. Big Phil. And speaking of Big Phil, you've been playing an Xbox game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Bef- but hold on. Before you talk about that, Ooh. be prepared to tell me what your Gears 6 pitch is. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I mean, Gears, <laughs> Gears 5 leaves a pretty open and like easy path for Gears 6. Like you can tell where that story's going. Uh, so I'm... Like I mentioned on the show before, I'm in the middle of filming the second season of Audiologues. So... Got four in the can. We're shooting one on Friday, and the one on Friday is going to be Gears of War. So we're going to be talking to Rod Ferguson mm-hmm. um, after the the day after the Game Awards. <laughs> so uh, they they messaged and they were like, "Hey, we're going to have anyone able to kind of do just you know like hair and powder and stuff 
Um, and I was like, it'll be me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you really are the makeup artist for Audiolux. Look, I have done the makeup of some of gaming's luminaries. <laughs> I'm making a list. And then I'm gonna change careers. Yeah. And Whose just... face have you powdered? That's a that's Honestly, a hell of a memoir. Jeff Kaplan. Yeah, mm. That that would make for a good uh like audio logs the behind Overwatch the scenes. Team? I know oh, yeah. we should do an audio logs on audio logs. Yeah. yeah, I did Jeff Kaplan and uh, bless him. He was like, I'm really sorry. I've got a little bit of sunburn on my head. And I was like, Oh, it's okay. I've got some concealer. I'll cover it up. Um, I've done. We did invest in that nice concealer palette. We did. I've done Shinkawa. I've done Kojima. We doing Rod. Just really. Oh, I, I did uh, Sojima-san. Mm -hmm. Ooh, literally, that, yeah. <laughs> basically doing all everyone's makeup. But no, uh, we're doing Gears, and so I was playing through Gears Five. Um, and I'm, I've never really been a big, huge Gears fan, uh, but I did enjoy my time with you, it. You don't love the constant shit, yeah, that goes I on. Do actually, but I, I mean, honestly, that. I mean, <laughs> that's my favorite part. So okay. I've been, I've been going through, and I've needed to capture certain bits from throughout the series. And God, Game Pass is just so good, isn't it? Mm. Like I was, I was in this morning. I was, oh shit, I need to capture the first. Uh, level from gears one and i just set ultimate edition to download and oh nice yeah it was like bam there it is well bam there it is are you part <laughs> of xcloud at all no because I, I i'm more excited for when yeah. i guess xcloud rolls out and they incorporate that in games pass because mm. game pass i always say games pass but because then you'd be like oh i need to capture the first hour of gears and then you could just stream it yeah oh, i actually tested it a little bit not to derail your, mm, no. your thing but it's pretty it it's i'll say i'll say this it worked way better than stadia as far as like setup like i was stadia. i had to help michael and peter with like the stadia review stuff so like they were like going through like the setup for like how to get the chromecast to work and it just seemed like an absolute pain in the ass to get working which is so surprising because i know that um the assassin's creed test they did last year wasn't necessarily stadia as we know it now but to get that setup was so easy well it's weird because it's like it's not entirely stadia's fault it's like specifically chromecast sucks Ugh. and it's just that you have to use chromecast if you want to yeah like play it on your tv but like with this i just like pulled out my phone downloaded the app it knew i was in the beta because of my account and mm. i was just like all See? right here's all these games that you own that are available to stream and i was just like all right double my cry five and then it just immediately pulled up on my phone i, I was like it. holy it's shit smooth app design mm. i love that integrated it's, fancy stuff. it's very nice uh like i said it just immediately works um i'm it just works it just oh, works wait, that's mac right uh but and the cool thing is not <laughs> only fifty thousand dollars you can do both like streaming like stadia but you can also do like um where you just stream your console to your phone as well that's so cool instead so that's you could really do it cool. that way if you want um i don't know that, that thing's still in beta but Mm. I thought that was really cool, and yeah. I do want to try that out. Way more interested in that than Stadia because it already comes with a library of games that I own. Yeah, I don't have to pay a subscription yeah. on top of it. Yeah. You get stuff like mm. Outer World, Worlds, Worlds Day One. <laughs> cool Both. games like Both of them. Outer Worlds and well, and Outer Wilds originally was. I don't know. If no, it still is. It that's still how, is. That's how I've been playing it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, I've been playing some Gears. Uh, I mean, actually, Jake, you mentioned Watchmen earlier, which I don't think we've talked about. Well, you guys talked about it when I was not on. Or actually, maybe you didn't even talk about the show, but I remember you mentioned you actually like the original, not the original, we, you like the I Zack like the Snyder movie, film. And look, 
I do too. So I just was I just want to support you and say that I like the movie too. I like not as good movie. as the graphic novel, obviously. Not as good, but the change from Vagina Monster huh? to Doctor Manhattan was a smart one. What? So I always oh, think <laughs> the big squid. What are you saying? The big squid Watchmen in spoilers. Watchmen. You can't look me in the eye and tell me it doesn't look suspicious. Anyway, I think don't it, be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Wait, does the um, show follow the canon? It of follows novel. The novel, novel, so it was a so giant it, squid. So in the, squid um, okay. plays a role. Uh, honestly, I think it's my favorite TV show of the year. Same. I am a Lindelof apologist. I am a Lost apologist. I make. No you shame love, of this. You love Lost. I love Lost. So much. You love Lost more than anyone I've ever met. My mouse mat is a Lost season four mouse mat, which uh, that means I've had it since 2008. Yeah, did Lost you, finished in 2010. Did you ever play the Lost video game? Yes, I did. I played that uh, too. And then it's I got bad. stuck and it bugged and I could never progress past the first bit where you encounter the smoke monster <laughs> because it just like straight wouldn't work. Weren't your forum signatures Lost themed too? Yeah. You're just putting eight. on a blast, huh? <laughs> did you buy that Weezer album that they named after Hurley? No, I didn't. I, that's Isn't your room I, that's covered with line. posters of Sawyer? I heard <laughs> you married Sawyer. I mean, I, hey, look, if he asked, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. Yeah, because um, Matthew Fox is apparently not a p- nice person. Oh, if you read up on that, it's um, Dominic Monaghan has gone on record to say some things about Matthew Fox. Anyway, derailed, lost. Uh, <laughs> Lindelof. Um, I saw a supremely terrible take the other day, which <laughs> Ooh, was I love this. No, 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 it was someone said. Oh, I can't believe Watchmen's so good because Lindelof hasn't done anything good since Lost. And I was like, bitch, did you watch The Leftovers? That's I haven't like, seen The Leftovers, I've but I've heard things. fantastic no, things. Piece of television yeah. it with only an had incredible one ending. season, right? Three. Three. Oh, wow. Okay. Three I had no seasons. idea. Um, anyway, Lindelof, um, if you are watching Watchmen, I strongly recommend that you listen to the official Watchmen podcast. So it's Craig Metzen who... of the hangover but also chernobyl he wrote and directed okay. uh the miniseries earlier this year the chernobyl podcast the companion is also very very good um but it's him interviewing lindelof and they're doing it in um every three episodes of watchmen they do an episode of the podcast and it's just really good because lindelof talks openly about all his anxieties about approaching this podcast he's uh he talks about you know how lost was essentially him writing about his daddy issues whereas watchmen is him writing about his mother issues and when you watch Watchmen, you're like, yeah, I see that. I am going to be really real with all of you. I have no idea what Watchmen is about. And I thought it was just like some superheroes doing stuff. Oof. Is that not what it is? I'm it's debating like, whether or not it's worth answering this right now. It's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't think it's a deconstruction yeah. of superheroes. Yeah. So originally he wanted to use like, DC characters like Superman and Batman and deconstruct them, but DC was like, ah, I don't know if Please we want to do that to some of our most iconic heroes. But hey, if you want to make your own, that would totally work. And so he made his own superheroes, and then a lot of them are based off of. This is probably not important stuff about Watchmen, but a lot of them are based off like Batman and Superman and stuff like that, and how mm. those heroes, if they existed in reality, what it would be like to for them to exist. In real life, and and but, uh, also none of them have superpowers except, except for, for one. Yes, they only don't one. Don't have superpowers. Yeah, they're all, they're they're like straight up just vigilantes. Yeah, yeah. And that's like a huge part of it. Is like 
And so in the who TV show, the yeah, who watches the watch in the TV show really goes deeper into those themes of like people who wear masks are just hiding things. And, mm. you know, one of the um, one of the characters in the original Watchmen is a sex offender, for example. And one of them is a lesbian who gets murdered because of her lifestyle, for example. Oh. And it's dark as shit. Um, and the TV show is going in some really, really interesting places. And there are characters from the original novel that come back. And obviously it's, it's set 30 years later, but they do some really clever stuff. And we went out, me and my roommates and I went out for dinner last night and I was like, look, I have a theory about the finale. And I like I would theorize about stuff like Westworld for work and Game of Thrones, but I honestly haven't been this excited for a TV finale for years. I, th- I would say Damn. since the original Lost. Like, because Watchmen has just done some there is a so there was an episode of Bojack a couple seasons ago where his mother has dementia and she keeps slipping through time between her life as a younger girl Mm. and her life with dementia and like not they do something similar-ish with a character who is experiencing the memories of another character and the way that they just explore these two timelines and these two characters' lives that are intertwined is phenomenal. Best episode of TV I've seen all year. Wow. Okay, so I need to watch six. it. Yeah. It's I mean, it finishes things. on Sunday, so you're coming in at the best time because you don't have to wait week to week. Yeah. You can just blast through it. I mean, I miss watching TV week to week, but like, I, it's one of those, I don't, I have never like, I don't like hate superhero stuff. I just don't really understand it. Like I've never mm. really related to it. It's just not... I would say between this and The Boys, it's been a really good palate cleanser, especially in the year of Infinity War, mm. because for the last 10 years, and I love Marvel movies as much as the next person, but you can only really see that formula so many times before you get really fed up of, oh, underdog, uh, struggling through life, but is still a good person, becomes a superhero, yeah. saves the day, everyone loves them, there's never really any big... I mean, like, we can wreck the city of New York and it's fine. No, There's going to be no repercussions mm, right. from that. Yeah, my hot take is the only good superhero movie this year was Shazam. So. Oh, Shazam was good. I like Shazam. But again, it, it kind of follows the same thing of, you know, coming from a place of hope and joy. Oh, whereas yeah. Watchmen Having fun with is, it. No, yeah, Watchmen I mean, is like, th- there is a joke. There is a piss take about Batman at the start of episode three with Laurie. I remember, but I don't. Yeah, I don't remember where it is. Oh, uh, the bank. There's a piss take on Batman, yes, which I really yeah, enjoy. Yeah, yeah. But it's just so... And then the boys on Amazon Prime is... Um, well, that was a comic first too, but it's very similar. It's very, very cynical. I and like... just very fucking dark. I Sorry. mean, I prefer dark. Okay. Oh, it's so we're, well. we're already explicit. It's too late. We've... we've oh, yep, sure. that, that's... One more thing. Commit. Anyway, <laughs> I... <laughs> I just want... I, I prefer darker stuff. I just... Um, I didn't understand what it, there's so many things that I just have not like played or watched or like read because like I was like oh that's just superheroes and that's not for me or like oh that's <laughs> like like I never played Alan Wake because I was like oh it's called Alan Wake like that's not for me but I like did it, you know like <laughs> yeah sweet son Alan yeah <laughs> I love Alan Wake um, you I would me. recommend reading the yeah. graphic novel before yeah. you go into the show though uh, requi- I have it I can let you it, borrow yeah, it, it, it it does kind of require a lot of previous knowledge. I yeah, I, I mean, like, even then, 
it doesn't answer everything, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. There's still a lot of questions. And even as someone who's only read that book twice or so, I still came in and I was like, am I missing things? Because I haven't read the book recently. And then a lot of it turned out that it was just, oh, these are just new questions that yeah. the show is raising. Yeah. Uh, but I would, even if even if you don't know when you're going to gonna watch the show, I'd read yeah. the book because the mm-hmm. book is very good. Uh, and the, each episode, not I mean, so there's the podcast too, but they also have these uh, supplementary materials called the PTpedia. So there is a uh, secondary character called PT, who is a basically a, a superhero nerd. Mm. And he also works at the FBI. So he has transcripts and news articles um, that he collects just for his own little files. Uh, and the HBO published those on the website. And so there are a nice little accompaniment. And they, they do actually hint at things in the wider universe of characters who um, aren't in the show, but are from the original graphic novel. He's a very good character, by he's the way. He's great. I think he's like perfect to have a character like that with all of these other characters. Yeah. Like, because everyone's know. so like battle hardened, and then there's him where he's kind of coming at it. And like, I love when when uh, Laurie's like, like you tell him, and yeah. and he and he explains. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but he explains like backstory to them yeah. because he knows it's because well, he it, basically it's plays the role of the audience there because yeah. he's exposition. Man. Uh, the last thing I will say about Watchmen is the soundtrack. Yeah. absolutely slaps it's yeah. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and volume 3 just released right or Ooh, volume 2 definitely did volume 3 might be Sunday because it's okay the maybe final... they saw like a single or something like oh, that oh um but... they did put out one song okay. there is a licensed track that they reworked for um the last episode and that got released um and I swore off buying any more vinyl but <laughs> here we are <laughs> I will buy that yeah I need, uh, I need to watch that I guess what I've been playing, I, I mean, I played a little bit of Pokemon. I played some Halo Reach. Uh, but I, I, the big thing that I played this week is GTFO. Get the fuck out. There's another F-bomb. Mm. Uh, but it is a slick indie game. I looked up the developer, but I don't remember. I think it's like 10 Chambers Studios or something like that. Am I wrong in thinking they're the people who, not that studio, but they have developers from Payday on it? Maybe something. I, yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. Something else. Uh, but it is a four-player co-op uh, survival horror game that reminds me a lot of Left 4 Dead, but darker and harder. Mm. Uh, I only played a couple games last night with Matt Paget. Uh, you can't really do it with two people. It's it's tough. But man, is that game slick. Uh, I think it's an early access right now, so I, I imagine they got a ways to go. Yeah, Matt got it for me for um, Christmas in addition to Hentai Redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell posted. us about Hentai Redemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to ask for, for a, a This game is just a little Matt. tradition that we do. I got him a game called... Well, I, uh, I don't know if we're explicit enough for me to say what's on their mind. But anyway, it, it's like a, it seems like a pretty neat survival horror game uh, that you can play with friends. It's... It's tough, like I said. Like if you were only gonna play by yourself, it's probably not worth looking into. Uh, but it seems like the community right now is pretty strong. Uh, their Discord is massive. I think there's like thirty thousand people in the Discord. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, a bunch of different channels, and like you, I think there's a channel where you can just ping like, "Hey, looking for people," and you can drop like a share link, and they can pretty much immediately just join your game. There's no matchmaking. There's no matchmaking. You can only play with friends. And I think it is because playing that game without mics would be incredibly tough. Uh, I actually played a bit today on the stream. I didn't play. I played from my desk. We streamed it today um, at GameSpot. I played at my desk and we weren't able to really communicate other than through text chat. And it was tough. Um, But yeah, that's an interesting game. If you're looking for a 
PC co-op game. It's a good one. It seems it seems like it's a good one so far. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, old star breeze people. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's well, what is Dillo? Is it Ten Chambers? Ten Chambers. Ten yeah. Chambers. I got yeah. it right. Hell yeah! I'll probably pick that up. I like playing games with you guys. That yeah, like a, that I, I mean, like a good so one. Matt got it for me, so I. Uh, it was kind of like it was for me, but it was also for for, for the boys. For Matt. For the yeah. boys. <laughs> and uh, Matt does love to do that. He's like, yeah. here's this game. Play it with me now. Well, I got <laughs> it. It's very sweet. I I was first. Like first on the draw with the uh, Christmas gift this year, so we do this thing. It's like a couple of us. Like he does this to Jake too. Well, he already got mine a couple weeks ago because Generation Zero. He was like, "I heard this game is good now. Ha- Merry Christmas, play it." And then he also got me a uh, Sex Simulator, because- which I declined and returned <laughs> to him. <laughs> sex Simulator has been trending on Gamespot as a search. I don't know who is searching for sex. It was top 10 for so So long. long. So as a joke, Matt got Jake's sex simulator and I thought it was very funny. If you type it in on Google, I think it's like still the second or third Google result goes to the Gamespot page. And it's just, it's not like it's not. No, the page is empty. (laughs) There's literally nothing on that page. It's just an object page, like to say the game exists. Oh, because we have pages like that for any sort of content. Like we have these, like it's in the, it's kind of a backend thing. We have pages uh, <laughs> I love I love the idea of someone ah! seeing it on I love the idea of someone seeing it on Steam's like, oh, I'm gonna check the reviews. Sex simulator GameSpot. Huh, weird. They didn't review it. I know. <laughs> what kind well, of Well, that's my fault as I'm the reviews review editor. But anyway, so I got Matt um Kissing Simulator. Ooh. A game called uh Shark Dating Simulator XL. Not sure what the XL is. And then something I, I game, Say it. Say it. Do you want do you want me yeah, to say, say it? it. Hentai Arena Holy Pussy. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Don't know what kind of game that is. And then, and so I got him Bob as you as the real gift because I really like Bob as you, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, Actually, actually, that's probably a good transition into the topics for this week. (laughs) Uh, So we are going to get into GameSpot's 10 best games of 2019. Like I said, we're not going to talk about game of the year we're going to save that for next week but we're going to talk about about our nominees our top 10 games our nominations uh but before we do that we do want to touch on honorable mentions so games that didn't make it in the top 10 that people Mm -hmm. feel strongly about Mm -hmm. and Uh, this is something we do on the written side as well mm -hmm. so there will be a gallery of everybody's editor's choice games um not everybody contributes but um there's going to be a lot of people who uh write about a game they felt really strongly about that didn't make it into any awards so not our category awards not our um like you've seen you've probably seen those we did like top our like top five mobile games for example today which is wednesday um and so people like pick a game sign up for a game and get talk about it so i'm not writing about one because somebody else really wanted to do baba is you but i just want to talk about it on the podcast yeah. go ahead because i don't think we've talked about this game at all and it is yeah i mean I, it's why i sent it to uh matt i think it's so brilliant like i think the so baba is you is a, a puzzle game and it won like um indie creator awards um, when it was still like a kind of a new it wasn't like finalized yet um it's on pc and switch and i don't know if it's on other things but i i have it on switch anyway it's a puzzle game where you it's all like words based but it's kind of like a programming language rather than like a language language um, a lot of if then sort of it's a lot of if then right? statements yeah so like Baba is you. The is is like the operative thing there. Mm. Baba is like the little bunny like character. And so that so if you have the rules Baba is you in the the in the level, you control Baba. 
You can move the little like square that says Baba mm-hmm. and replace it with door or key or, you know, whatever other squares, like little blocks there are. And so you can change who, who you control mm. that way. Or you can say Baba is win. And then that's yeah. the win condition. Yeah, that's so, like, like your goal, right? To Is to win, is to, to manipulate the rules of each level in order to reach the winning Whatever it is, so mm-hmm. a lot of times flag is win, um, but you can manipulate it so you can set, you can like make it so key is you and Baba is win, and then you c- control the key and you get to Baba if Baba's blocked off from the flag, stuff like that. It's kind of hard to explain if you don't see it in action, but if you see it in action, it, it makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. um, and it is really based on on if then um, programming kind of concepts. It's very hard. Yeah. It's the kind of game that you. We'll look at a puzzle like multiple times playing Baba is you. I would look at a puzzle and be like, okay, this is the puzzle where I'm too stupid and I have to stop playing the game. Mm. And then I would put it down and do something else and then come back to it and be like, like see it with fresh eyes Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, it's so obvious. And then I would, you know, do something else. Right. And like find the solution some other way that I didn't even think of before. And then I would move on. I would play more levels and then I would get to another level where I'd be like, okay, no, this is the one where I'm too stupid. And that happened multiple times. Um, It reminds me a lot of The Witness, I guess, would be a game that I, I mean, not in terms of how the puzzles are solved, but just the way, the way it makes you feel and the way you can like get to the point where you're manipulating more than just the rules that you think are there. Like there's a lot more to this game that you that is always there, but you don't really figure out until later, I'd say. Gotcha. If that makes sense. I, to be fair, did not Sorry. finish it because I I made it to the point where I'm like, I'm too stupid to solve this. And then I was too stupid to solve it. Never made it through. <laughs> I, I liked it because I was really interested in programming when I was in college and I right. took programming classes and I really liked them. But I, I was just not in a good place in college, so I didn't like pursue it. And it's a very challenging sort of thing. I was going to ask if there's more beer. Well, I don't have this one because I haven't had this one. Uh, we have more. Can I have the Deschutes? Yay! Thank you. So I've been looking at my phone um, to to buy Matt Matt a game, and I, I found a hentai battle royale, and I was like, oh, I've this already is bought him that. And I, yeah, I saw I saw he already. Owned it. I was like, <laughs> oh damn it! But yeah, um, my so, search continues. That's so, why. That's why you, you don't accept every gift you get on Steam because people can see it. Yeah, but anyway. anyway. Uh, yeah, so so my my like honorable mention, like my editor's choice game that I really want to spotlight is Baba is You. It didn't make it into like our categories or anything. It was it was definitely one we talked about in our uh, game of the year just deliberations. But like, um, I just think it's it's really smart. It makes you feel really smart. It can also make you feel really stupid. Um, but I just love the implementation of programming concepts into a game format. Um, Does it make you want to learn? continue to learn to program yeah like it it made me want to i mean i i there's other things in my life that make me feel that way like i do a lot of um light programming in spreadsheets for work yeah i mean i don't have to but i do it you do and i and it's magical i like to do that kind of thing um and it was always something i was really interested in my dad is a software engineer so i like i don't know i'm kind of like i don't understand what you do but i could Mm -hmm. um it's really the math part where i'm like i don't want to learn about discrete math but anyway what's discrete math i wait hiding math i don't want to variables (laughs) math that's hiding it's not spelled the same anyway um yeah baba's use is really special if you haven't played it um i would definitely check it out it's also just really charming the art style is really cute 
Um, and overcoming those challenges is, is quite something. Yeah, I mean, I guess since you just finished, the one that I'm going to pick, I think, is one of your favorites as well of the year that also didn't get a nod. Um, but Pokemon, Sword and Shield, I've played 100 hours of that. I finally finished the Pokedex. Uh, I'm making a competitive team. I've actually already made one. I plan on making more. It's something I've always wanted to do in Pokemon games, but I always get to that point where I'm like, I'm going to have to grind a lot if I want to do this and I don't understand most of it. Um, but as we've talked about before, I think it presents all those ideas and those strategies in the most digestible way they've done it yet. While I still think there is some kind of like, all right, why is that a thing? Um, overall though, I, I, so far I'm finding it very satisfying and it's definitely one of my favorite Pokemon games in years. And I think mm. we talked about this a little bit, but the reason why Pokemon Sword and Shields, I mean, the reason why we felt this year that Pokemon Sword and Shield shouldn't get the nod is that it is kind of just like, it is another Pokemon game. While it does a lot of cool and new things, at the end of the day, there were a lot of really cool games this year that did exciting and interesting things that we felt maybe not more deserving of the list, but fit our list better. Yeah. I, mm. So I will clarify that Pokemon is on our top Switch games list. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not one that qualifies for the written editor's choice thing that we do but I definitely like I wanted to talk about it too I w- actually would have written about it if it hadn't gotten on this switch list which there's no reason why it wouldn't have but um, yeah it's not in our top 10 and that's actually something that I uh, directly said in the meeting and everybody was like whoa and I was like don't be so shocked like I you know my desk may be covered in Pokemon but it doesn't mean I'm you know not a reasonable person but yeah I I, I think the main thing was like the top 10 list is is for it it just it's it's representative of a wide variety of games it it pokemon's just a weird one because there's pokemon games that come out basically every year Mm. and it's not the same kind of like annualized series as like call of duty or like fifa but it's kind of in a similar camp where it's like Yes, I think this is one of the best Pokemon generations in years, but it's like I can just recommend it as Pokemon rather than recommend it as like, here's one of the top 10 games you need yeah. to check out. It's it's kind of hard to explain. Jake said it better than I did, so I shouldn't I mean, have said I, anything. Yeah. But I, I just said what you said in the meeting, so it's all <laughs> stolen. Uh, Jean-Luc, you got an honorable mention? I do. It's very on brand for me. It's Judgment. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um which I I wouldn't have I, I didn't make any effort to try and get it on our top ten because honestly I I think it is one of the weaker of the Yakuza games for those who don't know Judgment's like a Yakuza spinoff it takes place in the same universe as Yakuza but it stars a completely different cast of characters um, it so the the downsides of the game why I wouldn't think it would make our top ten is because it takes place in the same city. It does it like you, every Yakuza game has like the main city Kamurocho, but then they always add like another city that you go to. And like, they kind of, they find different ways to make it feel fresh. This one's like, it just takes place in Kamurocho. So if you had like just played six, you're like, I've been here before. I know what this area is. Um, some of the mini games they add aren't particularly that great. Like they're, they're some of them are good, but a lot of them are just kind of eh, not not that great. So I think like mechanically the game isn't as solid as previous games. Uh, but where it 
I think it, it's still like very special and worth playing is that it is um, a completely fresh story. It doesn't have any characters from previous games, not even like cameos. Like they just mm. completely uh, wanted to keep it like separate so that they could focus purely on this new cast. And I think those characters are really good. You play as a um, a disgraced uh, defense attorney named uh, Yagami who got somebody off on a um, murder charge, which is incredibly rare in Japan. Like, I, I think it's like, but they have like a 90, 90 plus percent like prosecution rate in Japan. Like conviction rate? Like conviction rate. Okay. So like the idea of like getting well, someone so off on a murder charge is like next to impossible. Are most defense attorneys just failures then? What's the- No, it, it's that the Japanese legal system is incredibly harsh. Oh. <laughs> um, Like if... If you have been accused, like it's pretty much over for you. For, oh, so like the the, uh, the actors in judgment with the cocaine thing. Yes. Oh. Wow, bringing it back around. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, Japan's Japan's pretty harsh with uh, a lot of their laws. Um, but anyway, so your character gets um, a person off, and then that person who gets off <laughs> <laughs> immediately goes home <laughs> after dark. Immediately goes home and kills their girlfriend. Oh, um, I feel bad now. So then, uh, <laughs> and they're still like, no, I didn't do it. Like, I'm still innocent. And your character, it's like, at this point, your character is like a complete disgrace because it's like, you got this guy off who then, I should stop saying it that way. <laughs> you got this That's guy. wild. Like, because in America and the UK, the defense attorney, the attorney who gets someone off a murder charge would be seen as a hero as like the best well, so, 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 he, so he was at the beginning because everyone's oh, like oh, oh he was the getting, guy because he's getting all the he's one. getting all the phone gotcha. calls like oh he's like the new hot shot like yeah. rising star but then it's like hey that guy that you um you know got not successfully not successfully defended, defended <laughs> has now murdered his girlfriend so guess what you're a complete disgrace and no one wants to talk to you anymore so it, then it cuts to three years later and he's now a like a private detective and oh. uh, he's investigating this murder of these um, Yakuza members who've had their like eyes gouged out. Mm. And uh, naturally, it eventually <laughs> ties back into that that older case. And, and oh, it, nice. it's, it's very Phoenix Wright where there's like all these different like many cases that like seem not connected and then they all connect together. Yeah, Lucy and I are very intrigued. That is my true crime sense. Yeah, so like that is where like the game really shines is you're like the mystery is like genuinely like I want to know what's going to happen next. They add like another layer and then like a chapter ends and you're like, oh shit. Like, and then you're like, I have to go play the next chapter. All the characters are like, oh, the goodest boys. They're very good. Um, it, it really says something that like you have a, a franchise that has all these pre-established characters, and they're mm-hmm. able to make a game that doesn't have any of them with all new characters, and mm-hmm. you fall in love with those characters like just mm-hmm. as quickly. Like I think it really speaks to like how good that team is at just like writing likable characters. Mm-hmm. Do you want a judgment too? Like, or do you think I, w- I I wouldn't mind a judgment too? They leave it open. Um, well, they, they close the case, but they like they leave it open. We're like, you know, there could be more adventures with like Yagami and, and Kaito. Um, more murders to solve. More murders to solve. Um, that sounds and, like I want more murders. And, and, and I and I like <laughs> and I like those characters. Where I'm like, yes, I would absolutely play another game with those characters. Uh, obviously, I think they would need to do more on the gameplay um, front because, like I said, that was kind of the weakest part. Um, but if it ends up being just its own standalone thing, then I'm okay with that. Like I was like, yeah, that was a really good standalone game. I'll also say that the issues I necessarily had with the gameplay, you might not 
have if you've never played a Yakuza. It's right. like very much like I have played seven of these. So I'm like, I am used to this map. And and um, you can also jump into that game without having played. Any exactly. Of the, Be- because it that, that's what I did. I played, I think, the first 10 hours. Or so and I was enjoying it. But I think just like a thousand other games came out. Sure. Yeah, it, totally. Like it, it is because it's standalone. You can play it. So it's like if you've never played a Yakuza and you're like, I got one of the Yakuza things about um, Judgment is actually a really great entry point. But does it have? A hostess club management sim within it. No, unfortunately that, not. I want a standalone Yakuza cl- host club. They need to make that like a mobile game. Mobile game. Mm-hmm. I like, want absolutely. that so bad. I had so much fun there, doing that. There was a moment, like a little spoiler, like there's a moment where you have to like have this girl go undercover and they actually bring in the like dress up part of that yeah. game. And you get like, so we spent like 20 minutes like making her look like so good. And we're like, yeah, she's going to look she's great going to undercover. Go. Um, but they don't actually do the actual mini game, and we're like, oh, well, okay, we got we got a little taste. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my recommendation. Lucy, mine is a game that I've talked about in the podcast before, um, and it is a an Apple Arcade game called Assemble with Care, which is just really nice. I don't remember the last time I talked about it on here. I remember, I remember we talked about it when Greg was on. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you talk about it when we were talking about our personal top tens? Was it on your personal I, top ten? Um, was it? Maybe. Or maybe you just talked to me um, in in I was gonna say in real life, um, <laughs> not on a podcast. Maybe is there real know. life outside this room? No, no. Uh, right. it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I think I just like it because it kind of speaks to the logical part of my brain that enjoys games and uh, puzzles essentially. And you, it's the team that made Monument Valley, um, us two games, and you basically. You play the, your character is a fixer and you go to this new town, uh, but also your character's been traveling for a while and hasn't been speaking to their parents and they feel guilty. And as someone who has moved halfway across the world and definitely doesn't speak to their parents as much as they should, that really hit home a bit. And then they encounter all these people in the town. There's this cafe owner who's struggling and doesn't want to ask for help from her sister because her sister's like this success and is always mm. giving her handouts. There's this uh, young girl whose dad is the mayor and that he's like too busy to hang out with his daughter and she's just want his attention and he just wants to look after her but also look after the town. And you meet these characters and you um, they each have these sentimental objects that are broken in some way and that you fix them and it's a touch screen it's an it's a iphone game touch screen so it's a really nice tactile interaction with them that you take all the pieces out of a broken record player for example and then you replace the things that are broken and then you just carefully put everything back in and then it works and it's i don't know you can it's like florence you can do it in about an hour and I just think it's re- it's a really nice game. And I don't know if it, it didn't make it onto our mobile list, did it? No, it didn't. Damn it. Should have fought harder. There fun. were a lot of strong mobile games. Like our mobile list oh, is really yeah. good. Um, Apple Arcade knocked it out of the park. Uh, the other game, very briefly, is a nice little puzzle game called Patent. And you basically, it starts off every, like a black and white uh, pattern. Um, so for example, it could be like a floral thing or pictures of animals. And then you have these little puzzle pieces that you put on and then when you do the color starts to come back and then it it stretches it out, not stretches it out, but like the pattern repeats Mm -hmm. across the phone. So you just, you're filling in the middle bit, but when you stop adding pieces, it fills out the whole screen and it's very nice and relaxing and I completed every puzzle. 
and I enjoyed it so much that I reset the game so I could do them all again. So, Border I, Leap, if you're listening, please release new ones. I didn't realize you were saying pattern. Oh, what did For, it sound I like? I thought you were saying patent. Patent, yes. Like a patent? Like, oh, I thought no. there was like a game about I'm like filing patents or something. I'm glad that was all of us because <laughs> I felt really and bad. Then, and then you were like, the patent repeats, and I was like, oh, pattern. pattern. I get yeah. it. I So, I had a thing the other day uh, with Kurt um, where obviously we were talking about Resident Evil 3. Um, at the state Obviously. of play, mm. and I called it Resi. That's not an American, which thing. is absolutely not an American thing. And I had that conversation with someone before uh, when we were playing Resident Evil Two together, and I referred to it as Resi, and he was like, mm, "That's not a thing at all." And so, what do you guys? What, what I, do you just American? say? Resident Evil. I feel like I've, I've said Resi before and heard Resi. I've said Resi, but it's definitely not like it's, a common thing. No, it's a so super British thing, like. Yeah. It, it's not weird to say Resi, but I think pretty much every American just says Resident Evil. And if I were typing, I would say R E. Yeah, I, I would think I'd say R E. Yeah. I mean, even when we were typing, we would say Resi. Yeah. Which is um, which is so cute. That's way yeah. like that's way better. Maybe that's why it doesn't work. Resident Evil shouldn't be cute. I don't know. Have you seen Jill? Look at this. Hey, <laughs> Claire's so cute too. Uh. Anyway. That's all the that, that's all the honorable mentions. So we're moving right on to GameSpot's ten best games of 2019. I realized I didn't put them on the outline, but I, was about to I looked them up. I was gonna say I looked them up. Speaking of Resi, uh, we're gonna start with Resident <laughs> Evil Two. We're gonna do them in order of release. I believe. I think we, this is how. That's it is. how. Yeah. So that's how we're rolling out. So by the time you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to it, like the day it goes up, we still haven't announced our game of the year. And what we do is we. Um, We've already announced all the ten, the top ten games. Those are considered our ten like nominees, mm-hmm. and then we write individual articles and do individual videos for each of the ten nominees um, or top ten games, whatever you want to consider them. Any one of those could be our game of the year, and we will be announcing that on December seventeenth. So um, we do do it in uh, order of release date because we don't rank our top ten. It's just ten great games. Thank God mm-hmm. we used to rank. We, top 10. Yeah, yeah, it was a nightmare. We was used to rank a nightmare. We used to make twenty five. Yeah, that was the worst thing because then it was like, what makes a game twenty four versus twenty three on the list? And you'd think no one would fight for it, but man, people would. <laughs> uh, but anyway. We're going to start with Resident Evil 2, reviewed by Alessandro. Give it a 9 out of 10, I believe. Mm. Oh, shoot. I forgot to do a mic. That's all right. I didn't do mine in the mic either. Um, But anyway, we talked about Resident Evil 2 quite a bit last week. Yeah. Uh, We we all had very positive things to say about it. But, John Luke, you weren't on last week, and I know you're a huge Resident Evil fan. So, Resi. A Resi fan. I liked it. All right, moving. <laughs> He's giving a thumbs up. Moving on uh, to the next thumbs one. Up into it, the was number, it was my number two, um, personal number two. Um, I don't know if I have anything really new to say that you guys already said last week, but like that's a some damn fine Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I the the argument I made during our like. Because at one point it was like, why should Resident Evil 2 stay on this list? And I'm like, all right, let me... Well, I, I think, a thing, I think a, a thing worth talking about maybe is that the reason why we were like, oh, maybe Resident Evil 2 doesn't deserve to be on here is because normally we don't have remakes right. and remasters on our list. However, Resident Evil 2, I think collectively our opinion was that Resident Evil 2 kind of uh, builds on what made Resident Evil 2 so good and kind of combines what makes modern resident evil's great as well yeah. like to yeah, an extent bit. like it's not an action game it's still horror but that perspective it really mm-hmm. works towards my, my argument was that 
like when you think about Resident Evil 2, I feel like for a while Resident Evil 2 was the last one that was really trying to to do survival horror. Not to say the others weren't, but like ever since then they were slowly trying to be more action oriented. Like 3 had like faster enemies and was trying to like do more action stuff and then you know, Code Veronica had weird Matrix shit in it, and four is Resident Evil Four, obviously, and you know, then five and six and seven kind of goes back to the the horror stuff. But I would say like what makes Resident Evil Two remake so special is not just that it goes back to you know like two and trying to emulate that survival horror. I feel like by using modern game design, it like manages to achieve some of the things that Resident Evil Two couldn't mm-hmm. back then. Like you think of like it's so, like Mr. X in the original game Mr. X <laughs> was uh, always kind of meant to be more of a nemesis like character, but they didn't really have time to implement that. And so he was kind of the scripted thing. Mm-hmm. And so with this game, they're like, let's go back and actually make him what that original vision was. So like, if, if anything, he he's like almost better than nemesis in terms of three anyway like it um and kind of like his ai and the way he works and stuff which makes me really excited for resident evil 3 because i feel like yeah. they can push that even further by like making him the pure focus but it's like yeah they went back and kind of elevated him the way the zombies behave like in resident evil you go back and play resident evil 2 and it's like it the it's very limited in what you can do and the way those zombies like walk and stuff right um and this like yeah like I was going back and looking at the footage and like there's a thing where like you can like shoot a zombie. I, I try to shoot a zombie in the head and it put its hand up in front of its mm. head and I shot the hand off and it like its oh, arm cool. fell limp and then the hand just slowly like fell off. And I was like, I remember when I played that and I was like, holy shit. Like there's so many moments like that where like the zombies behave in ways that you wouldn't expect. And it's it's not about killing them. It's about like, how can I? use this like bullet to just like if I shoot you in the leg you'll flinch for just long enough that I can like run past you and like that is really what old school Resident Evil was about not about like killing enemies and I feel like this captures that and, and makes it better yeah. um, so it's like it, it's it's what Resident Evil 2 wanted to be um, not to say Resident Evil 2 wasn't a great game but like it, it is it is like further like pushed that vision of what Resident Evil 2 was trying to be further cool i I mean yeah like i i have been wanting to replay that game again i played it a couple times but especially after our deliberations and even after what you just said and after the announcement of resident evil 3 uh the more i think about that game the more i'm impressed with how much like how much i like that game yeah the sentiment was definitely um that it does more than just remake the game it's it's like a reinvention or a reimagining yeah. and of course like when we do these deliberations like not everybody agrees but the point is like people making a really good case for what they want and right. people made a really good case mm. for how resident evil 2 um kind of like rethinks the original game it, so. i i i I don't think we should, but it, it is kind of a bummer that we don't have like a recording of some of those arguments in those discussions because like I think that would help the audience like understand where we're coming from, where that can be a little hard. Uh, granted, like again, it's like there's 30 people in that room. <laughs> it would be an yeah. absolute shout mess. out to Peter Brown for managing all that and yeah. <laughs> making yeah. sure it was all like, smooth. I, I don't, I don't think that would work. It's not like Giant Bomb where they have like seven people and like it, it's more tight, but. Um, yeah, like I, I, I'd love to find a way to like 
elevate those specific arguments that people bring up. Like, you know, there's a later game we'll talk yeah. about, like Tamar made like a really passionate argument about a, a game that you could probably guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and we, uh, we, we do do that with the, the articles right. that we roll mm -hmm. out before the reveal of game of the year. Like the point of that article is to kind of present like here's yeah. why this game is, Trying to remember what is you said. one of our top 10. <laughs> yeah, and you have to remember what you said. Like, what did really they hard. say? Why was it? So, yeah. Uh, next game, Apex Legends, Hell reviewed yeah. by Phil Hornshot, 9 out of 10. Game. From GameSpot.com. Uh, playing some of the weekend. Still a banger. <laughs> yep. Uh, I haven't played a lot recently, but it was clearly a favorite in the room. Uh, I even was like, I brought up at one point and I was like, I just want to just want to say this. <laughs> How do we feel about maybe bumping Apex Legends off no. the top 10? And <laughs> probably like six hands shot up and they were like, nope, nope, we can't get nope. rid of this game. Which, to be fair... I agree with it wasn't my top 10, no, that's, but that's part of the I just process, wanted to though. Jake stir wasn't a little like trying bit to be of chaos. No, no, no. I wanted to stir some chaos oh. in there. I don't wanna... <laughs> Wild card, bitches. Tay, Eric Tay was like, How Eric Tay you? was like, man, that game, that game is easy. Top 10, no matter what. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? As the person who had to fight tooth and nail to get, uh, uh, to, to, to even like get, uh, PUBG in the discussion, which it ultimately got cut, I was like, I'm going to make y'all work La for this. Yeah, last year, you mean. What? Two years ago. Two years ago. I randomly, so I was playing in the weekend and I randomly had 25 Apex packs and I was like, oh, whoa. I don't know how uh -huh. because I'm one of those people who every time I get what? a loot box, did you get a press, did you, did you get a, a press code? No. no okay. I'm going to say it's clearly collusion because they knew by then that it was in our top 10 games. Oh, oh yeah. And I, and I was, but the thing is I was playing with Tam and I was playing with Simon Cardi. Neither of them had him. Mm. So I was like, okay. But now it means I have enough uh, Apex bucks to unlock a new legend, but I'm finding... Who are you going to unlock? Mm, a lot of people are playing Mirage lately. I you haven't say, unlocked Mirage? Who, who do you have left to unlock? Like everyone. The only, pe the really? only person I unlocked is um, Octane. Okay. Because uh, thingy... Caustic doesn't interest me. None of them interest me. Who do you main? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Lifeline recently. Yeah, because I main Lifeline when I play. Um, or Bloodhound. I like Bloodhound. But I play a lot of Octane too because I'm bad at the game and having regenerating health is nice. I really like... Oh, yeah. We don't need to get into... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we don't need to get into individual legends. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, despite me ensuing a little bit of chaos in that room. I, I think Apex Legends was an obvious nominee. I think it really, maybe not perfected, but it really brought that battle royale. It, it, a lot of those missing links it, were kind of put yeah. together for yeah. Apex Legends. And it, it ultimately, we got a very concise, tight battle royale game with really interesting heroes and combat that was a lot of fun and really tight. I think aesthetically also it's like a really appealing multiplayer game to me like it, it's um it's very poppy and colorful but not in like a Fortnite cartoonish way like Fortnite yeah. goes too far for me personally yeah, I like the where, aesthetic of Apex way more where I'm just like uh that's like it's fine I, I respect it but it's like oh that's too much for me like Apex is like just enough like where it, it doesn't it's not like a muddy um you mm -hmm. know like a PUBG or anything I'm still such a PUBG loyalist <laughs> like, I, I kind of am too even though I don't want to play PUBG I never again like I don't need to play it again because but... of apparently like I don't know the the way that game has been moving and also I played too much of that game but still I look back I think back about PUBG and I'm like man 
some of my best moments or some of my favorite moments in games were like with a squad strolling through a, a, a field and all of a sudden you get shots and you don't know where they're from and then you everyone everyone hits that. the deck. Yeah. Pretty fun. Mm. Anyway, this isn't about PUBG. This is about Apex no, Legends. <laughs> Apex Legends really did bring a lot to the Battle Royale genre that it didn't have. And, yeah, the ping um, system especially ping I think is something that got stuff. brought up multiple times and how like even playing GTFO, which has you can ping, but just because you can ping in a game doesn't mean it's anything close to the ping system in PUBG because you can ping for every a- different Apex thing. Legends? What did I say? You oh, said I said PUBG. PUBG. Apex PUBG Legends. Yeah, I know. Talking about too much. Too much at once. But yeah, PUBG. Mm-hmm. Apex Legends. Oh I did it again. God. Wow. Jake is still so it's bitter, I'm bitter that because we didn't, we didn't allow include PUBG. it. PUBG wasn't... Um, eligible it, for it, our Game yeah, of the Year awards that year access. because it was an early access and I think it came out late December we've and we since had, kind of re yeah. like that's hasn't really come up that same situation but Jake and I are still Jake mostly but I'm I'm still a little salty because I like that game a lot but anyway Apex Legends we this is so rude to Apex Legends it's a very good <laughs> game definitely deserving of uh being on our top 10 for 2019 well next we're on to tomorrow's Game of the Year Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Mm-hmm. And Tamor, see, John Luke alluded to this earlier, but Tamor gave this impassioned speech. Oh, yeah. And uh, it was a lot. Mm. Um, and, like, it feels wrong talking about it without him. All um, right, we'll move on then. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, I think, like, as someone who didn't finish it but really enjoy it, like, that was my first. Um, I've never played, like, a Dark Souls. I've never played Bloodborne. <laughs> uh, I'm familiar with the concept. Like, I understand what they are. Um I didn't have like the barrier of like, oh, I have the this bloodborne muscle memory and I have to mm. relearn. I was just kind of learning what the soul's formula is playing Sekiro and I, I really found that rewarding. Um I loved being a master of the Makiri counter. I love the setting of that game. Like as a, you know, an admitted weeaboo, I <laughs> no, I mean, like, I actually got into, like, I got really into Japan because of Japanese history. I actually didn't watch anime for a very long time. I had, like, Pokemon, and then I, like, didn't, I read, like, some manga, but I wasn't, like, I love Japan because of anime. Like, I was just really into, like, Japanese history because I was that kid. And so uh, seeing, like, Sengoku era Japan represented in Sekiro was, uh, was freaking awesome. And, like, the snake Oh, is like yeah. the defining moment for me when I got to that point. I was like, oh, yeah. "Wow, this game is something." And when you hide in the when you hide in the the uh, palanquin or whatever. Yeah, and then the, you just the wait for it to come. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, which, which comes we, back later. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like it, it it was really fun because we were all playing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, I was actually in Japan when it came out, but um, you like. Some people would have really a really hard time on one particular boss, and like oh. I heard that I there was it was the um, the Genichiro. spear guy. No, not Genichiro. Ish, oh, seven, uh, it's a mini boss. Oh, yeah, that's like one of the first big challenges. Like, I feel, and it's like a mini boss that you don't even have to He's fight. Totally then, optional, yeah. but no, but I barely had trouble with him at all. Because I was Mercury Counter. He's got that Mercury Counter. But then I had the worst time with Juzo the Drunkard. I had the worst time with Juzo. I um. Zach from IGN was telling him about it and he rang me because he was like, literally called you? He phoned me and he was like, look, this is what you have to do. 
And I was like, because yeah. he was like, I could type this out, but it would take me way too long. Yeah, Jake had to help me with the blazing bowl. <laughs> I, I felt yeah. so bad. I was playing it at the same time as Tamar when he was reviewing it. And I had I had ended up going to like an optional. Well, you have to go there eventually, but you could go to this area earlier. And I went there uh, and did that whole area early. So then when I went back and fought Genichiro, um, I actually beat him in like three tries. Hell yeah. And then uh, Tam took six hours. Took six hours. I feel and so I, bad. It was as like the at the same editor. time. And I was just like, are you okay? And he's just like, I. He literally cried. He did cry. After yeah, that. Yeah. I'm sure you could speak to it more. I, was, I, I know. was gonna say the bosses I had trouble with were uh oh, Genichiro, the Guardian Ape, the, the stupid the Guardian of Hatred. No, don't tell me about the Guardian Ape. The, the no, it's too it's too raw. Uh, Ishin, I, I, I mean, all the of, them, all of the bosses I had trouble with, oh, the, except the, except for the guy who the 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 guy on horseback who comes out. Oh, he's my great. My name, <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> I was on such I, a high because I beat him my first try, and I was like, "From software, what? From software, yeah. what? This game is Are gonna you be not a breeze." And then and then the bull comes in and messes me up. Oh, I'm yeah. like, well, the bull, stupid bull. I, a completely different lesson that you have to learn. Jake had to, you had to like walk me through the bull step by step. I was so frustrated. I beat the bull and I don't, I think I blacked out because I just like beat it. <laughs> and I was like, it's dead. What did I do? Like, I literally don't know how I, I beat it. I don't know how you did it either because I had to get the freaking firecrackers. Um, but I mean, like the fact that we're like still talking about these fights is a testament yeah. to how Sekiro really engages you with the combat. I think one of the things Tamor talked about a lot was like um, the lore and how the lore is presented. And that's something that's a little bit harder for me to get into in this kind of game. But just like the sword play, um, that alone, like the feeling of, I, I go back to the Makiri counter because I love that so much. The feeling of nailing a Makiri counter oh, it's so good. is like, oh. I am a golden god. Yeah. I, I even I mean, remember, um, I don't usually like tweet out clips of gameplay that I do because I, Know, feel weird about it because I'm not very good. <laughs> I I had an encounter. It was, one, it was like a mini boss, and it's just after you get the Mercury counter, and I just nailed like three of them. Heck, and yeah. it was literally like I feel like a god. Yeah. Well, like the way that like the sound design when you get a counter and you get a perfect counter, and you hear that noise when you get a Mercury counter, and you hear that like thump, mm -hmm. and then the way the camera like like shoots in when you're getting a, yeah. a get, getting an a kill is just so satisfying and all the sound effects and the way when, when uh he pulls when the wolf pulls the sword out and you just see the blood fly everywhere and like hit the wall mm. it is just mm -hmm. like firing off on all cylinders uh I, when you know what you're doing and when you are this sounds corny but when you're at one with the combat it just it there's like exactly it's just like Nirvana. i mean hand gesture like just of like being I, yeah. I had to, centered I had for the for the montage. We made a little montage just for every of our top ten games. Yours is really good, by the way. Thank you. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll do Sekiro, and I was like, I'll try it without the HUD, and make it look more cinematic. And I was like so nervous about it. But then that um the the spear guy you guys were talking about, where it's like that's like the first Makiri counter uh, opportunity. I like Makiri countered into the finishing kill, Ooh. which I've never seen that animation before. But it, I was like, oh my, I felt so Gotta good. Use that. Like, that <laughs> so, is, yeah, I immediately was like, that is going in the montage. Yeah. <laughs> what a game. Uh, next one, A Plague Tale Innocence. Take it away, Jake. So yeah. I just saw that's on sale for 25 bucks, and I'm going to pick um, it up. It's, it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, on Xbox Live. Okay. Dude, I picked it up on GOG for 20 during Black Friday. I. Yeah. 
I think I said this last week. I regret not playing this game because I think, Jake, you were telling me to play it. Jess was telling me to play it. I talked about the plague at length last week. It's really on brand for me. It's definitely going to be one of my like Christmas games that I play to be like, mom and dad, here's a video game that's not Call of Duty. Because my dad does play Call of Duty. So it's not like, mom and dad, here's what video games are. It's going to be like, mom and dad, here's a video game that's not about shooting people in another country (laughs) so yeah take it away jake to be honest i was surprised it made it on the list it was on my personal list and i was like nah not enough people have played this game i don't think it's gonna make it in but apparently i said i i had a really good argument and set off a chain of arguments of other people who are like this game should be on the list and i was like you know what yeah should be on yeah, our top 10 list. This is the list. best thing about our, our deliberations is it's not like we do votes. So it, it's so hard that we like don't, aren't super transparent about this stuff. And I want to be because it's really right. cool. I love the way we do it. Everybody gives their own personal top 10 list and it's ranked and there's like some math involved. And I don't care about that part. Discrete math, if you will. <laughs> yeah, discrete mathematics, some Python. Just kidding. So uh, <laughs> it's weighted by like number of votes and placement on your personal list. And Plague Tale was like in the conversation and not not a lot of people had played it, but the people who did play it made such good arguments. Seriously, like and put it to, more highly in their lists too. Yeah, that really weighted it highly, and it got into the conversation. So we like usually look at the top twenty games that were voted in, and we start. You know, does this like Jake said? He was like, does Apex deserve to be in there? Like we had those conversations. That's part of the process. And for Plague Tale, it was a small group of people, but like hearing everybody talk about that game. I think everyone kind of was like, oh, yeah, we have to put this on our list. Yeah, immediately convinced. Like, there was no question once we heard, like, Jake and Jess and I... I I think even Phil was like, yeah, I forgot to put it on mine, but it would be on my top Mm. ten. Yeah, I mean, it it was just one of those where we were like, you know, it's not even a matter of, like, how many people played it. It's just these people really have good stuff to say. Yeah, I mean, so this isn't necessarily a factor in how we decide our top 10 list, but one of the reasons it stood out to me, one of the many reasons it stood out to me is that this game kind of came out of nowhere. It is a a gorgeous, highly polished action adventure game uh, with a fantastic story made by a very, very small team. Um, And like... Obviously, team size doesn't really factor into when we're deciding game of the year. But I I think for me personally, that amplified how impressed I was with this game because it was like, this is a, I don't want to say naughty dog level game because those have like another level of polish that a small team could never hit. But the the amount that this team managed to do, I think is phenomenal. I, I, I mean, like, like I mentioned last week, it's not perfect. What is perfect, right? There's nothing that's perfect. But if you look hard enough, there are things you can point out. Like there are some, there's some situations where if you get caught, you fail immediately. Some instant fail sections, which I I don't really like too much. But I think the story, the characters, and especially how that gameplay unfolds over the course of the game, I think is very good. And it's something that should definitely definitely be experienced because I know a lot of people did not have a chance to play it. Um, but all in all, like, even if you ignore the fact that it was a small team, it is still a great ride with fantastic characters. You should definitely read, um, Jess did a piece for, you know, our, our top 10 games, 
Um, and she she wrote the Plague Tale article, and it's a lot about how you're drawn into um, the characters. Um, it's like a, a sister and a younger brother fighting against the plague, and the the weight that gives your actions and the way that relationship um, contributes to how things unfold. It's kind of hard to describe. But you should definitely read that if you're curious about the game. Mm-hmm. Some some really good acting too. Uh, it's probably better if you play in French. I did not play in French. I played in English. The studio is French. They're based in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm, I'm I one of those people that's like, I'm going to play in the original language with subtitles. Yeah. I, I would wanna... probably recommend that because while I think the voice acting is still good, uh, it like especially because a lot of them are child actors, mm. so it's not. I don't want to say it's not professional, but you can tell that like you can tell they're a child. You can yeah, tell them, yeah. No, I, hang on. Or is it like? So I have a I don't like child actors. I find them scary. Is it is it um Did Macaulay Culkin really fuck you up? No, like Macaulay Culkin uh, I mean he's in mm, No, so, yes. I, don't, I don't like precocious child actors. Mm. I'm, I'm like mm, You're too smart. Who told you you were so great? <laughs> uh, uh I, I I genuinely find them scary. I think it kind of boils down to like little girl ghosts and little boy ghosts. Mm. Like they have this knowledge and that's what child actors seem to have. Okay. It's like they're wise oh, beyond they their years, but they're, yeah, 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 but they're tiny. Yeah. Don't like them. So, uh, so don't worry, that... this, this doesn't really have that. Okay, good. It's, it's more just like some of the lines that the, the younger sibling delivers are a little, are a little rough, but I, I don't want to talk about the negatives to this game because it is such a great game and we did put it on our top 10 list, but I would recommend playing it in French, I think. Yeah, uh, but that being said, even though maybe the acting isn't always the best, I think the writing is very good and the places it takes these characters, especially the, 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 since they're all kids, I think I feel like is very believable. Like mm. it's not mm-hmm. like it makes sense for kids to react this way and to have these feelings and emotions as a pose. Like, like it, it feels like, it makes sense. And like the way um, combat encounters unfold, like you're not really engaging in combat right away because mm-hmm. they're children. Um, At first, you're trying to avoid it as much as you can, which yeah. I think that's when some of the instant fail stuff is a little mm. is a little jarring. But once you become a master of your environment uh, and, and in that regard, it feels like Last of Us, like you're crafting weapons on the or you're cr- crafting items on the fly and you're upgrading your wep- your sling, which is basically your main weapon. Um but as that unfolds, the stronger I think the combat gets. Yeah. Uh, we should move on, though. Yeah. Mm. We, we got quite the list to go through. I think, believe the next is Outer Wilds. And unfortunately, do, so who's played it here? Have, I haven't beat it, but I started playing it recently. I th- I feel like if you want to know more about Outer Wilds, definitely listen to last week's episode. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Mike Mahardy yeah. is so into Outer Wilds. Like, we don't really need to belabor the point. I think... Uh, I just want to say that we had a lot of really passionate arguments for Outer Wilds in our Game of the Year deliberations. Um, like Janae in our New York office was really, really passionate about it. Um, Randy. Randy was so passionate about it playing with his son. His son's, I think, nine. Mm. Um, Sebastian has been featured in some GameSpot videos, including our Extra Life stream. He was in Labo, too? Yep. Yeah, he was. Yep. He did some Labo impressions. Little kid. It was like a, it was like little kid like previews Labo or something yeah, like that. It's really, really adorable. It's so cute. In the comments, up. in the comments, were like, "Why would you bring a kid to this event?" And it's like, uh, "What? The f- it's for children." Like anyway, oh, that pissed so me off. So if you want to know more about Outer Wilds, definitely listen to last week's episode. Definitely if you haven't, because Sebastian. I don't think any of us are super equipped to like really speak to how that game is. I, I mean, all I'll say is that I haven't amazing. beat it yet, 
and I've heard like Mike was saying about how like the ending in particular is what really cemented it as his mm-hmm. like personal game of the year. But I put like three or four hours into it because it was like, oh, this is one of the games I need to play before end of the year. And that three or four hours was enough to be like, this needs to be on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like once I finally beat it, it might. I feel like my list will probably shuffle because of that. I feel like, the once same I beat way, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played a good amount of that game. I never finished it. Once again, I think because it came out right before E3 or something like that. It did, actually. I yeah. remember editing that review right before leaving for E3. Uh, so that kind of made it difficult to finish that game. But 9 the, out of 10 by Alessandro Bar- uh, Barbosa, yeah, I though. I forgot to call that out. Uh, who reviewed Plague, Plague Tale, Tale for us? was Kihun um, from. Kihun is uh, one of Ed's freelancers in uh, Australia. It was 8 out of 10, right? Yes. I think so, ma'am. 8 out of 10. Um, but yeah, moving on then. Fire Emblem Three Houses, which re- which was reviewed by you, Me, nine out of ten. Callie, um, Fire Emblem. Uh, I think one of the best things that Three Houses does is really makes you care about every single thing that you do. Um, and so, like, I was before we started recording, I was finishing my Fire Emblem article, and it, I mean, it's just it's it's so easy to get invested in what you're doing in that mm. game because you're presented with these. You know, you you're basically th- like the position of professor is forced upon you and you have all these students that are now in your care and your job is to watch them grow and facilitate that growth and and make them into soldiers basically and it's immediately you're like invested from a like mechanical standpoint because you're like i'm going to make the most efficient fighters ever but also like they will come to you with goals and they will come to you with problems um and then you have the school life stuff where you, you know, you help people find their lost items. Every student loses a bunch of shit. And I like they're really irresponsible. And you sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> you talk to you. You talk to them every week and and different things happen. Like um, you'll get kind of like random side stuff that happens depending on who you foster relationships with. And like one of my favorite ones is Dorothea and Ingrid. Yes. When that's Ingrid, what I was thinking of. Yeah, when Ingrid is, she, her father wants her to marry a guy, and Dorothea's like, that guy courted me, and he's mm. terrible. He's a piece of shit. I mean, and she doesn't say that. And you do the only logical thing and destroy his fucking army. You go to his base, <laughs> and you fight him. There's lava everywhere. Who cares, though? And you're Nobody just like. Nobody cares. You're there to protect your girl. You're all going to die. <laughs> you're there to help your girl. And so part of that, I love that because of the, like, solidarity among women like both of our fathers tried to set set us up with this piece of shit Mm -hmm. but also like you uncover those things because of the uh the way you foster relationships i mean the game is so interconnected i think it's incredible like you have to talk to people and and give them gifts and do that stuff because happy satisfied students study more efficiently and in order to get the best possible army, you want them to maximize the amount they can study. So all of it kind of feeds into everything else. And it's hard to explain without explaining every little detail of the mechanics, so I won't. But I, I really think one of the brilliant things about Three Houses is it gives you this customization, but also says you can make them whatever you want. But that person has goals and ambitions and they have strengths and weaknesses and you have to work around those things. And it's... um I just couldn't put it down. I really couldn't. Like I, I played two playthroughs back to back. Luckily, it came out in July, so I had time to do that. 
And I think the next thing I'm going to do is a Golden Deer playthrough because I hear that's the best one. Mm-hmm. Just uh, the, the thing about Three Houses was we barely even talked about it in our Game of the Year deliberations because everyone was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Put it in. Put it in. Put it in. Yeah. Duh. Like everyone was just like solid. Next one. Control. Reviewed by Peter Brown. Eight out of ten. Yeah, that Peter loves control. It's so funny because when you're reviewing a game and you give it a score, it doesn't necessarily mean the score doesn't necessarily reflect what that game like the impact it had on you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, it's one of those where it's like he gave it an eight out of 10. And some people think that's like not the perfect score or whatever, but that's a great game. And I we talked about control tons of times on this mm. podcast. Like, I think we were all playing it for a really long time. Like banger. What a banger. Yeah, I mean, we yeah, like you said, we've talked about that game a lot, um, as is. Uh, is there anything we want to add before we move on? Dr. Darling, Character of the Year. Dr. Mm-hmm. Darling, Character yeah. of the Year. Dr. Darling is very good. Love him. Uh, next one, another one we've talked a lot about on the podcast, Disco Elysium, reviewed by David Wild Goose, 10 out of 10. First of all, David Wild Goose is a fantastic reviewer. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. He's one of um, our Australian reviewers. Mm-hmm. We love your writing, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember when that review rolled in and he was like, I want to give this a 10 out of 10. And then everyone was like, all right, now we really got to take like a look at this game. stations <laughs> the, when uh, something comes through for a 10, because everyone's like, oh, all right, let's let's say like, everyone sort of scrutinizes the review way more closely because mm-hmm. it has to it has to match it's, the score. It has to hold up yeah and, and the with thing a game is, like disco and where not that many people in the office who've been playing it, it really got everyone like Jake said, like yeah. standing to attention. It's really yes. tough when it's a freelancer and yeah. it's like a game that no one else has played. But what happened, like to be totally like, here's a behind the scenes look, is Randy, my boss, was like, I really would like you to take a look at this game so you have some context editing this review because I'm, you know, I'm the main person who's looking at that review and it that every review passes through me. And I didn't have time. And it came down to, you know what? David Wild Goose has written a lot of reviews for us. And we really value his input and we value his opinion and we trust him. And it came down to reading the review, what he had given us, what he presented us with. And we were like, yeah, mm. that that's a 10 out of 10 review. Like, that's what that is. And then, of course, more people played it after we read that review. Mm. And we were all like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And not no to regrets. say that his review wasn't like fact checked by the people on staff who it was fact checked. Like, yeah. Like, there was a bunch of us in there, like the small contingency that we're playing it. There were like, like 10 people editing that review. We, we were in there. Yeah. And I never usually go into reviews, but when it's a situation like that, I'm like, I will offer my humble and, um, opinion. Whenever there's a game where I'm like, not a lot of people play this, I will ping the person who played it. And I'll be like, can you look, look at, at this? this? Look at this. Yeah. Read it. And with Disco, it was like, that was part of the reason I wanted to play the game. Obviously, I, I had Lucy and more, and then Jake and Jess and Ed Everybody telling me to play this game, but it was also just like, I mean, we gave it a 10 out of 10 and I believe in that 10 out of 10. I got to play it. And then, of course, I fell in love with that game and it's it's the three of us, Lucy, mm-hmm. Jake and Callie. It was our number one game. Yep. Of 2019. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't have much special. to add. I feel we like don't I've, have much we can. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll say that your guys, when we did like the final um, final <laughs> votes for I'm not going to say obviously what we picked for but um when, when when we were my opinion got swayed by your guys arguments when we were doing voting Hell yeah. um Thanks. Where, like it was not my personal game of the year mine was Sekiro but like 
I was like, I'm going to vote for Disco because you guys really sold me on it in a way where I was like, all right. We had a lot. Of, I was surprised. We had a lot of people who were who were like backing it. And it, it was just like coming from the review when not a lot of people had played it at that mm. time. And so many people played it leading into game of the year. And yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot last week. I would just say if you haven't checked it out and you're at all interested, at all interested, you should absolutely play it. Yeah, I think it was on sale. To, I don't think it's on sale anymore, but I know it was on sale for a I while I want to support that developer on But yeah, like I, I think it's... <laughs> We're I've, supporting that it's their first game, mm. uh, which is something you brought up during mm. the deliberations. First game they've developed, and boy, way to come out of the gates, yeah. uh, hitting hard. Come out, come come out of the gates, sprinting, swinging. Come out swinging. Yeah, come out swinging. No, the, What's the, the gates. idiom? No, that, that is it, right? Yeah, come, come out, out swinging. swinging. Come out swinging. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground That's running. Also, uh, Good game. Open the gates and <laughs> walk on through. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Jake? What is next? Hold on, hold on, well, hold on. I still have to write. I'm writing the Disco Elysium one. It'll be up by the time this podcast is up, but I haven't written it yet. The Outer Worlds, which was reviewed by Edmund Tran. He gave it a 9 out of 10. It's a great game. Love that, man. Yeah, very good game. I actually, this is probably the game on the list that I've had the least experience with. I only played a couple hours of it, but Jean-Luc, I know you played a lot of the Outer Worlds. I did. Um, it is, it's just like, I don't know, I'm... It's weird, like, I always I always hesitate because, like, when you talk about the game, you're like, it's like Fallout meets Bioware, mm. which is, like, a good way to describe it, but I feel like that, um, I don't know, that, that always, like, diminishes, like, what makes that game special. I think that game's writing is, like, so top-notch. I mean, I mentioned Dr. Darling, best character of the year, but also, like, Pavardi. Everybody loves her. Best character of the year mm. also. I mean, I think that game... Um, just is like so sharp and so funny and and does interesting things within that like very well-worn like established specific type of western rpg formula like you think about you know it's scratching that itch that fallout has because everyone's like oh bethesda hasn't been doing that in a while bioware hasn't made a a bioware style rpg in a long time at least like the kind that people want Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but i think it rip (laughs) rip (laughs) i don't want to get into that oof um, but uh, I think they do really smart things by like actually like the fusing of those two type together is where like it the game becomes almost its own thing. Like it, it has that Bioware um, like companion system and, and storytelling. But then you have like the Fallout New Vegas like you can kill anybody or, you know, and, and have that affect the story, which is something you can never do in a Bioware game. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's just like <sighs> it. it it's everything like you've wanted in those kinds of games um, at just like the its peak, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's just like this is like you think of like the best Bioware games, you think of the best like Bethesda games, and you're like, this is like that. And then, but then it's got that like Obsidian flair to it where like I think Obsidian's writing has just always been better than those two studios. I mean, like, I love Night Seal Republic one, but I think Night Seal Republic two has like way better writing and like New Vegas has better writing than fallout 3 and mm-hmm. I, I think like obsidian as a studio has just like been slowly like honing their craft over the last like decade plus and like this is like the result of that of like and it came out like such a perfect time where those two studios have not been making the games people wanted so like there's that gap and they're like here you go here's the game that everyone wants and it's like it's like they've been making that game forever but it's just like they, they happen to come out at, at the perfect time um and I, I think it's just like it's 
exactly what people want. It's really mm. special. Yeah, definitely a game I'll be playing over the break. Yeah, for that's sure. my Christmas game. Mm. That's a good one. Uh, and the final one, Death Stranding. You also reviewed this, Ooh. Callie. Nine out of ten. I Jeff did. Stranding. <laughs> what? I said Jeff Stranding. Jeff Stranding. <laughs> it is. It is the uh, the game awards tomorrow night. Um, yeah, people already true. have uh, seen all those hot announcements. Yeah. Right? The Jeff yeah, Stranding. Yeah, we haven't seen them yet. No. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I talked about this last week as well. But Death Stranding was just a really special game for me. I just, I needed that. I needed a game that was like, you know what? The things that you do may not seem like a lot, but they matter to somebody. Mm. And doing little things for each other, that that creates a ripple effect and that's what lifts us all up. I mean, I think that's the message of the game. And um, that's just a reminder that I really needed it and I think, a lot of us could use during the the deliberations. We a lot of people brought up like, you know, it's been a tough couple of years. <laughs> it's a bad time. We're tired. Yeah, and we kind of needed this game to be like, no, the the small things you do have an impact. And I think that that really comes through mechanically in Death Stranding. I mean, it's part of the story. I think the thing that people had a biggest problem with was the story. I personally liked it. Um, as silly as it is, it felt very anime to me. Mm. So it's just, I don't register it as being like, people are like, it's dumb and that's just not how it registers in my brain. Um, but I think um, through the the Strand gameplay, the uh, online component of putting down a ladder or a bridge or anything from the easiest thing to place to the most complicated stuff, doing that to help others seeing the likes come in or liking somebody else's structure because they helped you, that kind of interpersonal connection in that game really underscored the message of Death Stranding. And I think that's um, that it really succeeded in that mm. regard. So it stayed in our top 10. Yeah. I mean, once again, Death Stranding is a game we've talked about quite a bit um, on this podcast. Uh, I think it was definitely an interesting one to debate during mm -hmm. the deliberations just because on one side you had people very passionate about this game and it was one of their favorites and then on the other side you had people who are like i could not i could not play this game like i could only play this game for a couple hours and i could not get myself to do more so this is really interesting how that all played out mm -hmm. and like um, we talk about like the top 10 is a represented uh a resident wow representation of GameSpot's opinion but no game is for everyone. So we don't really go by the argument of like, oh, some of us didn't like it. That's that's not mm -hmm. really something that disqualifies a game. It's about the strength of the argument, the passion right. behind a game. Because mm -hmm. then you'd end up with games that are very like crowd pleaser, middle yeah, of the road. Safe. Yeah. Safe. Yeah. safe. Yeah. Uh well anyway, those are our those are the ten best games of twenty nineteen, according to GameSpot.com and us. Next week, we're going to talk about what our game of the year is. We know what it is, but we're not going to say not until next week. Uh, actually, that'll go up Tuesday, I believe. What? December 17th, Tuesday? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, and then we'll elaborate more when the podcast comes around on Friday. Uh, but until then, we're going to go into listener questions. We only got a couple this week. We're going to burn through them. Uh, if you have questions, make sure to send them to After Dark at AfterDarkPodcast at GameSpot.com. I'll get it right one of these days. <laughs> Uh, Lucy, do you want to read the first one? Okay. It's a long one. 
this but is from it is from Ben. And uh, when he listens to this, it'll be his birthday. So happy birthday, Ben. Happy birthday. Wait, can I read this one? Because I really like it? how yeah, he signs off. Okay, yeah. I didn't see you. Oh, he I didn't signs see off in a really great way. All right. Yeah. Happy Friday, all. Late into the PSP's life cycle, I picked up Metal Gear Solid. There we go. It's a little bit of a tongue twister for me right now. Peace Walker on Impulse. Not having played any other Metal Gear game prior, I decided I'd try to marathon the entire series, including the MSX games and Portable Ops. I was hooked. I loved every single game. Portable Ops was aight. Despite playing them all in quick succession, I recall I still recall very distinct moments for each game. Sitting in my room on my birthday playing Metal Gear 2, my mom sitting on the couch in the living room at the very moment in MGS2 and Raiden is doing naked cartwheels, my friends and I beating MGS4 in one evening, drinking and taking turns playing each chapter. Even after a decade, binging that series is still one of the most memorable and enjoyable video game experiences of my life. Within the past year or so, I've slowly begun... I've slowly been discovering other long existing franchises and going through that experience all over again. Around this time last year, I played Yakuza 0, now one of my favorite games ever. And since then, I've been making my way through the series and having a great time. I've been doing the same with Dragon Quest and started my Final Fantasy Roman numerals are hard 14 journey earlier this year. TLDR, do you, any of you guys have any memorable experiences starting or binging long-established franchises? Has anyone discovered a, f- a new favorite game or series this way? That's from Ben from California. Happy birthday, Ben from California. That's why I wanted to read it, because of the California. <laughs> exactly one week from today, I'll be listening to your podcast on my birthday, Walking Through the Streets of New York. Cheers. Happy birthday, Ben from California. So a friend of mine does this. Uh, my friend Craig uh, kind of won't play a new release unless he's played all of them, the previous ones. So I'm he the hasn't. Same way. He hasn't played uh, like Persona Five because he wants to go through and play all the other Personas, and so mm-hmm. obviously that takes a lot of time. He did it with. Oh God, what did he do with recently? We were talking about it. Something came out, and he was like, "All right, well, can't play this one. I've got to play one, two, three, or whatever." Before, mm-hmm. I honestly have not had that experience with the game series before um i think the last series i kind of ran through and did a playthrough of one two three was mass effect a couple mm. years ago mm-hmm. but other than that i wish i like it does sound also time oh for sure yeah. when i was at university and i had three contact hours per week in my final year would have loved to have done this should have done this wasted time not doing this and watching a lot of just questionable reality TV. Dude, same. No. Yeah, I I think it's an issue of time for sure. I haven't, not that I can think of, I don't think I've done this. I Maybe I would do this with like TV, if anything. Yeah, I've, I've started to, I want to watch The Expanse because it's now on what, season four? And mm-hmm. I feel like now's the time. Everyone talks about it and says it's great and I can go and just like blast through it. Yeah. Um, I guess... I'm trying to think if I've done this. I don't know if I have. I've done it before. You did it with Yakuza, didn't you? I've done it with Yakuza, yeah. So that was last year as well. Um, me and my girlfriend played Zero, and then we're like, this is the greatest game ever made. Let's play all of them. So then we <laughs> played every Yakuza, like seven of them, in like a year, which it still feels like that feels like that happened five years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like, oh, that was just last year. Wow. I know, because really... I feel like you've been like a Yakuza fan for as, like my for entire like, life. As long as you, I've known you. 
but I knew you before last <laughs> exactly. year. So um, I've done this a couple times with my brother, actually, where when Resident Evil one, the the re the, the GameCube remake of Resident Evil one was coming out on like PC mm-hmm. and, and modern consoles, I think in like 2011, uh, me and my brother I had played Resident Evil before, but I hadn't played all of them. I hadn't actually never played the original PS1 ones. And he's like, I've never played any of them. So we played through every Resident Evil together. Mm-hmm. It's like a holiday thing. So it was like around Christmas time. We did that where we played like Resident Evil uh, 1, 2, and 3. Um, and then we did the remake because it came out like, I think like right after Christmas. And then we, for the rest of the year, like slowly did like um, 4 and then and then... Um, we co-opt five and six together. So that was like a fun thing. And then the next year we did the same thing with Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. So we played through every Metal Gear. And then when Phantom Pain came out, we like nice. played that for like a month straight because that game is super long. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, 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 I like to do it with people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I did Resident Evil and Metal Gear with my brother. And then I did Yakuza with my girlfriend. Um, and now we're binging all of JoJo, <laughs> which is a TV yeah, show. Yeah, um, We are so deep into JoJo right now. We're almost done. We're at like, we're almost halfway through part five, which is the last part that's currently been adapted. Uh, so we are. Damn. Yeah, it's been like three months or something, but I've done it a couple times. I I, I think it's the most fun to do it with somebody else because mm-hmm. you're like, you have that shared experience mm-hmm. of like yeah. playing through that game with somebody. Have you ever done it, Jake? Have you ever binged a game? Uh, well, I mean, I think the, th- the first thing that comes to mind is I've binged the Mass Effect series a couple times now. So obviously I didn't binge it because I was playing it as it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Retroactively went back and... But I've gone back a couple times and started from one and played through all the way to three. Have you done it with Andromeda yet? No, <laughs> no I haven't done it with Andromeda oh, yet. I'm so sorry. However, Mass Effect 1 through 3, binging those games are always... A great time yeah uh so I, I guess i didn't like i always like mass effect games so i never really changed my opinion of them after doing it but mm-hmm. i don't know if anything it just proves how well that series holds up to me personally yeah, yeah. cool should we do the next question yeah let's go for the next question do you want to read this one lucy yeah <laughs> Sorry, I was just really into California. <laughs> I love, I love this. Nice this is a good we question. all love this uh, email. Uh, dear Gamespot Dark Stalkers, <laughs> <laughs> already excellent. I love this email. So I much. just wanted to say, you guys suck eggs for talking about wiki feet. <laughs> What's something you wish you never learned about? Thanks, Alex from Texas. I responded to Alex from Texas. You did. Like I'm really <laughs> sorry that Please we did that to you. Rate my feet on wiki feet. Give me five stars on WikiFeet. I think I'm standing at a four. I'm like at two stars, dude. I have really long. Oh. I have really long toes. Me, we'll, 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 <laughs> so we'll, we'll boost you up. Hold on, I'm gonna Google it. See if it, anything. If my no, fortunes let's, have let's, changed. Let's stay on topic here. Well, you, you can do that in the background. We can talk about stuff we never. All right, what's something? Not, yeah. um, I never learned about. There is an infamous uh, Reddit post called the Swamp of Dagobah. And I'm not going to retell the story. All right. If you want to look it up, go to, uh, there's a subreddit called Reddit's Museum of Filth, where they keep all the worst uh, stories. Swamp to Dagobah, I think is number one post of all time. It was in a response to an Ask Reddit thread. And it haunts me. Wish I never learned about it. So that's mine. Damn. I have one. All right, um, go for it. 
I have a, a pretty bad vomit phobia. Um, I just can't handle it at all. Stems from childhood, blah, blah, blah. So I was talking to my therapist about it. Mm. This therapy rules. Therapy's and great. my therapist was like, you know, it's a really traumatic thing. Like, because I was kind of like, I'm a stupid baby. I don't know why I'm I'm so upset about this. She was like, it's a very traumatic, violent experience. So when my dad had brain cancer and he was on chemo, my mom just wanted to believe that everything was fine. So we would all eat dinner as a family, but he could barely keep anything down. So every couple bites he would throw up into a bucket. Um, and she told me this, like, to illustrate why it could be a traumatic experience, mm. but I have thought about it every single day since. So, oh. well, I hope your therapist is okay. I hope my therapist is okay too. But my, <laughs> I, also I hope mean, you're I okay. Jeez. So, um, I wish that I had never heard that. Sorry that I told you all. Uh, you've been on. Was it called Fifty Fifty on Reddit? Yes. No. I wish I never no. knew about that. That's What's, all. I'll say. Tell me what that is. <laughs> tell us what that it's is. like. It's like it's either this or this, and then you click in. It's either this cute out. thing or this awful thing. Yeah, and then you click in, and it's one of the two, and oh, so it's, sometimes um, it can be really bad, and it's like, well, Russian roulette. Yeah, type pretty situation. much. Yeah, okay. I see. Okay. I don't know if it's called fifty fifty. It's something it, like it that. Is though. It is, but yeah, uh, yeah. I spent I spent a bit of time on that with friends once, and I was like, yeah, I probably. <laughs> Probably would have been good if I just didn't even Never do know that, again. that existed. Uh, cake farts. <laughs> cake farts. Cake farts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what that is. I don't know. Cake farts. You don't know what cake kind of farts funny is. Now. Cake farts is kind of funny now, but at the time I was like, "What the fuck?" Uh, <laughs> uh, I, don't know. I remember being at university and we were in the north of England, and my friend came to visit from London, and he missed his train because we found cake farts and we we're watching that. And he was like so engrossed in it. I I, I tried looking up kickfarts.com. Apparently, it's no longer uh, no, around. It, that yeah. video must be around somewhere. Uh, the video has to be, but the, the website, website. kickfarts.com. Uh, kickfarts is where you, it's a f- <laughs> feti- fetish, I would say. Yeah, is that sure. a good way to describe it? Where, yeah, where you, you sit on a cake naked and then you fart on it. Yeah. And it's like a. I mean, there's yeah. also like Brazilian fart porn. Another thing we discovered at university, yeah, which adjacent, is far adjacent, similar. Look, vibe. A, yeah, no kink shame. No, right. but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Thanks for this question, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> and now you all know about all these things. Yeah, well. there's a lot of things that you probably wish you didn't know about. Last question. Hey, after darkers, what game world do you think is perfect for a game of a completely different genre? I would love a Mushroom Kingdom management sim. This is from Kevin in West Hartford, Connecticut. Friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. He's got a lot of questions for us. He's keeping us going week by week. So thank you very much for writing in. It's a good question. Kevin's keeping us afloat. Hmm. I would just say I would really love a, because it's not a game universe, but they have made a game of it. I want a John Wick management sim. I want to manage that hotel. Oh, oh yeah. that'd be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be pretty yeah. good. I want clean that up in room so three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want that so bad. Um, I thought of this the second I read this question. I was like, "That's my answer." So, I don't know. All right, tell me if you've heard this one before. Open world Halo VR game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Way Phil. to bring it back, hey, big John Phil. Wick. Nice. Big Phil. <laughs> Hear what this man's gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
I'm really struggling to think of one. This is not where I shine. Mm. I mean, I think um, I love I love what Assassin's Creed did with Odyssey, and they just sort of let you walk around and sort of learn from that. Oh yeah, I yeah. would love to do that in a world like Mass Effect, where you could just mm. walk around and just. I mean, Mass Effect without the combat, just walk around and live it and breathe. It's because it, for me, it's one of the most perfectly realized sci-fi worlds with its own rules and law, and I would just love to just walk around in it, not just walking around the Citadel. You what know, about Mass Effect, fish. but they remove all the combat and it's just like a visual novel dating sim? Yeah, baby. There it is. There it is. Yeah, I play that. Yeah. That's how I play Mass Effect. You just, just break it down to its essential components. Mm-hmm. Can Shine. I date Garrus? That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know either. Uh, it's hard, isn't it? It is hard. I think first thing that comes to mind, I'd want something in the Witcher universe, mm-hmm. like just a different perspective like it might be kind of neat to do like a mm, i don't know if i don't want to do an mmo but maybe an mmo light in the witcher universe where you can like what about a card game what's that what about a card game yeah well gwent 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 is good although it's no longer on console they're taking it off console console. uh but yeah i mean like i don't know like a multiplayer Witcher game might be kind of cool. You can create what, your like own a Witcher Hunter and, type. Yeah, deal. like a like a Monster Hunter type Witcher Ooh, sort of. That I, um, I've already kind of done that. Like the, the only yeah. thing is that is Witchers work alone, yeah. but like yeah. we could probably like maybe you don't even need to be a Witcher necessarily. There's there's so much in that universe. Like it'd be really cool to play as a sorceress. I want to be a sorceress so yeah, bad yeah. too. Yeah, dating sim. I'm, that's gonna be my answer for everything. Just dating yeah, sim. Yeah, we'll just Witcher throw we'll just sim. throw a game at you and you'll just. Dating sim. Dark Souls, dating sim. Halo, dating sim. (laughs) Actually, I think a Dark Souls, a cool twist on Dark Souls would be like a dungeon master where you get to pick enemy placement. And so you're like watching somebody like try and go through this level and you're like, I'm going to spawn this guy right here. Yeah, exactly. Just the worst person. Halo dating sim. Miranda Sanchez at IGN and I had a joke about a shooter dating sim for a while. It was like an in-joke we had. And our whole thing was like, Master Chief would ruin you. Like, he would wreck you. <laughs> um, but we were like, okay, what if, like, you had to choose between, like, you know, Marcus Phoenix and Soap. I was Soap, about to say Marcus Phoenix. <laughs> Soap McTavish yeah. and Ooh. Master Chief. Like, who would you go for? Like, what are you doing, you know? So just putting that out there. That's a tough one. I just want to take this opportunity to shout out my perfect idea for a video game, which is my Kojima dating sim, where you would play as Kojima and you date a variety of men, including Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, Jeff Keighley, um, Guillermo del Toro is there. Um, I just really want someone to make a dating sim where I play as Kojima and I have my pick of Hollywood's men. I would play that. I would play that too. That'd be a hit. I yeah. Think. Anyway, that's been episode 19 of GameSpot After Dark. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, you can find... Where where can people find you, Callie? Inky Dojiko on Twitter. I-N-K-Y-D-O-J-I-K-K-O. John Luke. Uh, you can find me at John Luke Seipke. And Lucy. I'm at Lucy James Games. You can find me at Jacob Deck. And make sure to stay tuned to GameSpot because on December 17th, we're going to be revealing the game of the year. And on Friday... We're going to go in depth about it on GameSpot After Dark. Not only that, we also have more episodes coming around during the break. So even though we won't be here, 
We'll still have plenty of more content well, like, headed your be way. Be here, even though we're not here. So exactly, cool. exactly, because we like to work. <laughs> God, Godspeed to the UK for uh, if you're listening to this podcast on release day, we will have the fate of our country. <gasps> oh uh, God! Yeah, oh, yeah fun, shit! Fun that's, that's an important plug. Fun fact: the uh, the general election results will come in late on the twelfth, uh, early on the Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> so good luck everyone it's gonna be great Ooh. also we'll find out who won at the game awards <laughs> <laughs> that's what i care about yeah. uh and if you have questions make sure to email us at afterdarkpodcast at gamespot.com and if you have the time uh please review us on itunes helps us out a lot uh and be honest Tell us what you think. Do we agree too much? Who knows? Only you. Yeah, someone, uh, like, that is a constructive bit of feedback, but I think it's because we're all kind of pals. That we're we all, we we're all just pals, like, but please give us that feedback because you we want to make a compelling show. Wait, hold heel, on. Jake, I'll be the heel. What's yes. your game of the year? My personal game yeah. of the year? Disco Elysium. Fuck you. <laughs> there it is. There you go. There it is. <laughs> we got the heel. Uh, n- n- no, to be, to be transparent, though, uh, we did get a review that was like, that was like, hey, th- this podcast is off to a good start, um, but they had some really good constructive criticism for us. So please leave that. Uh, be honest. Tell us what you think. We want to try to make this show as good as it can possibly be because we do have some exciting plans for next year. For GameSpot After Dark, we want to make sure we go in with our best foot forward. Uh, with that oh, being back said... Back to feet. Back to feet. Or with that being said, thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.